1: Hello and welcome to Runners Only with Dom Harvey. This episode brought to you by Skin Institute. Coming up... Duncan Garner. I've never speak, spoken about that before because it's such personal stuff.
2: I've no said stuff today that um, journalists in the newspapers have been trying to get at me for, for decades, but for some reason I don't trust them, but I do trust you.
1: Duncan Garner, or DG to his friends, is one of New Zealand's most recognisable broadcasters. He spent 17 years in Parliament as TV3's political reporter, as well as hosting the Breakfast TV programme, The AM Show, for several years, and a bunch of other TV and radio shows. He's now doing a daily podcast called Editor-in-Chief, which you should listen to as soon as you get to the end of this one. In this conversation, we talk about his bumpy journey of overcoming life's obstacles from the sudden end of his time at Today FM to navigating a divorce, the pandemic, and even a wrongful arrest, something that he's never talked about publicly before. Duncan also shares with me his insights on family, happiness, and resilience as he shares some of the lessons he's learned along the way. One thing just before we get into it, I want to thank the legions at Skin Institute for sponsoring this episode. You may or may not know this, but 6,000 Kiwis are diagnosed with melanoma every year and 300 of us die from it. So getting checked is important and early detection can literally save your life. Skin Institute are the skin cancer experts. I went in a couple of weeks ago for my first ever full body skin check and I wish I did it years ago. Dr. Ben saw me at the Takapuna branch and I was in and out in 20 minutes and it was covered by health insurance and yours might very well be too. Skin Institute have 12 clinics nationwide, so there is probably one near you. You can book an assessment online, skininstitute.co.nz or phone 0800 754 637. That's 0800 SKIN DR for doctor. 0800 754 637. Please do it for yourself. But also, it's nice if you can support the legends that support this podcast. So thank you very much, Skin Institute. Alright, let's get into it. Duncan Garner on Runners Only with Dom Harvey.
0: Fast pace, slow and steady, anywhere you come and
2: come, Just wanna connect for everyone who loves running. Hey, runners only with Dom
1: Harvey. Runners Only with Dom Harvey and Duncan Garner! Hey mate, how's things? Going good. I'm. I'm so pleased you turned up. Um, we had this. We had this podcast booked for a few weeks ago, and um, you you just you didn't turn up. This morning, I had my camera guy set up. I had you set up. I also had my mum set up. I'm like. I've got Duncan coming, but I don't know if he's going to turn My- up. So <laughs> Mum was like an emergency backup guest, but you were here.
2: But so I'm that unreliable. So the first time I was, I was, I was pumped and ready to come. I blame MediaWorks right at the start because they scheduled. It happens to me. Whatever happens to me is it? Uh, um, okay, so I won't do. I won't schedule anything for a while. And then I'll schedule this. Work, okay, I better, I better, I'll do. You know, I'll say yes to this. So I scheduled it, and guess what? Every bastard possible would then organise meetings without knowing I had this meeting. So yeah, I blame Leon.
1: Yeah. I, oh, oh, Leon Leon Rat. That's the, he's the yeah, um, yeah. one of the Full executives guy. at MediaWorks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh well, listen, well, since we're there already, maybe we start there. Today FM. That's the thing you've most recently sort of been in the headlines for. I guess mm. uh, it was a talk station you were working at part of MediaWorks from nine am to midday, and then it was just um, sort of cut off the air. There was a voice break with you and the breakfast announcer Tova O'Brien. She said, "What did she say?" That. The Fucked Us. The Fucked Us, yeah, it was raw. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and you said it's betrayal. Mm. And then the station was taken off the air and mm. music was playing a short time short time later. It's probably still on YouTube. Like you can, That stuff lingers around forever. I think it might be
2: part of history, yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah tell, us, tell me about that day.
2: So, um, the, the funny thing is, the, the night before, I, was, I got a, um, an email from, from a guy in um, told a, a, a listener, a caller to a, to, to a show. He, his son was almost abducted that, that afternoon from school. From a school bus He rang the cops And then he emailed me He said you're the second guy I've thought about Uh, This is fucking shocking In this country What do you think Duncan And I Middle of the night I emailed him back you got to come on with me this morning to talk about it. So I was very really excited for this day, you know. And, I, and I, I even arrived at work a little bit early because, um, which is unlike me. And I had I, I had this guy Nick, the father, lined up ready to go. And I, I arrived at the office. I saw Dallas Gurney across the, um, the 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 desk, and I gave him a little fist pump, like you know, I'm a, I'm early, you prick, you know, because they kept
1: Dallas Gurney, the boss. Of, yeah, the boss uh, of today, um, okay. today
2: for him. So I gave him a little fist pump, and he sort of raised his eyebrows at me. I thought, oh, yeah, hey. Is he going to share my passion for this story and this outrage of some bastard trying to abduct an 11-year-old? You know, And so and then I went into his office, and he's, um, oh, I think something's going down. I'm not sure what it is, he said. So there was something happening, but he wasn't quite sure. He knew there was a meeting at lunchtime. Just get ready for it. You know, there's something to do with the station. Hopefully we'll be okay. And I thought... I, I, <laughs> What was, he, what was he telling me? You know, I was a bit confused. So I went in with Tova at 10 to 9, and I looked at her and she looked at me, and then I got a text message from the interim chief executive of Mediaworks saying, i to see you in my office if I can after your show today at midday. And suddenly the Lego was being built. You could see the picture. Right, yeah. Shit's going Shit's going down, you know. Mm. Um, and we flew threw out the debate, topic, whatever it was, and we said something's up. We went public on it. And then at 9 o'clock I took over and did my show. I was trying to do the right thing professionally and people got, people understood and they started bringing in, hey man, I hope you guys don't go. And then Tova crashed through the studio back and said, we're fucked. And everyone just came in, they were crying. So that was all over. They brought up the music. One guy who actually rang me, the last call I got, he'd rang me the day earlier, abusing me for for being me. And then he rang back and said, oh my God, you're going. And so he was he seemed, he was seemed quite genuinely um, upset about it. We came off air. People are just, it's almost like you know we'd had like, like a, a taking nothing away from Christchurch earthquake, but there'd been an earthquake in our lives, you know, yeah. a really big shake, and we. Well,
1: it's, it's it's yeah it's unsettling. We
2: got taken to a meeting, and we got told these two hours consult. You know, we're going to consult you for two hours and come back, come back. It's all over. And we went down, had a couple of beers downstairs, and left the building. Mm. We have, and most of them haven't been back since. Yeah.
1: And then, so, so the weekend after that, what's that like? You, you wrote a column that weekend, didn't you?
2: So I'm in. Um, I'm at home um, with Buster. He's he's a he? He's, 13, he's 12, twelve. He's twelve. Yeah. thinks he's fifteen. <laughs> anyway, so and uh, in fact, I mean, I'll take you back a bit. I I went to pick him up from school, and um, he came out looking a bit worried. And I thought, what does he know? Of course, he's been through social media. Kids are on social media, you know. He's to, and he I, I, he hops in the car and says, oh, "I got something to tell you." And he goes, "I oh, know. You're going to be all right. Or you've lost your job," and his eyes sort of welled up a bit. And I said, oh, "I see all the, He's he's a he's a, he's, he's a great great boy. I love him so much, but he, he worries sometimes about things. And you know, you try and protect your kids from don't show them anything, the emotion. But you know, I sort of welled up there a bit too. And we drove home. I said, i oh, 'I'll be all right. Mate. We'll be we'll be okay. We'll be okay.'" Are you sure, Dad? I said, "Yep, yep, yep. yep. Been here, done that. We'll, we'll be all right." Mm. And then I, I still hadn't spoken to my mum. She, and she was a, you know, your mother's listening to you. And so mum had, mum had, had heard. It. I didn't get to my mum until Friday night. This was Thursday, remember? Mm. It was two days. And I couldn't get to her. My phone was going crazy. Uh, I had to go to rugby practice that night with her, my son. So I'd drive out. We're talking to rugby practice. All the parents, you know, because it wasn't a very private dismissal. This was a public execution, as such, you know. Yeah. So here I am, hi, hi to the parents, you know, just out of this rugby team. And <laughs> they're looking at me. Yeah,
1: it must be a weird feeling because you've got a recognisable face and everyone knows what you've been through. And yeah, I suppose well, it, was all like on, a, it was all in the media. Yeah, it was,
2: yeah. You didn't have to. You couldn't. You would have been in a cave if you if you hadn't seen it. Mm. So you know, I went to a fiftieth birthday that weekend, and I, I left. I left because um, I just I just couldn't handle all my mates. at The fiftieth, you know, lining up to talk about it. Uh, there's so much support, you know, because once you become a bit of a martyr like that as a as a as a as a station, there's so much more support for it. You know, oh, finally someone loves us. You know, um, <laughs> we, we we needed you. <laughs> but, but so, and, but I, I wrote that column on the afternoon, on the Saturday afternoon. It took me five hours. I tears in my eyes through the whole five hours, and. um uh, Buster, keep coming. What are you doing, Dad? And I said, I'm just doing some work. Because You don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm just working out this column. And anyway, so I put it out there. I put my, I put my email at the bottom of it, a private email. And yeah, that's how I got a hold of you. Yeah, that's right. Podcast. And the next, yeah. <laughs> would you not got hold of me otherwise? <laughs> I don't, wouldn't know how to. <laughs> yeah, well it was. Anyway, so so um, then I got like hundreds of emails. People sent me really quality emails, not yeah. just um, one liners. But they were. I remember when you said this six months ago about your dad or something, and you know. New Zealanders are good people, Yeah, really good people, and, and they like the underdog and they don't like it. They don't like when they think something's unfair and people have been treated yeah. badly. So yeah.
1: You mentioned you were writing the article with tears in your eyes and you were crying with your son, Bastard. Have you always been uh, quite an emotional guy or is that something that sort of crept up with you think, with age?
2: Yeah, I think um, I think more, less so age but more so events. Mm-hmm. So I lost my dad 13 years ago to cancer, you know, I lay under the bed of his hospice bed when he died, so I carry that heavily. He's my best mate hard case guy you know Mm. you you are a result of you know you are Um, I've got you know kids I've just been through a divorce Um, I was selling the house the house was about to go as well so there's all these things were sort of crumbling around me and the job was just one that I hadn't counted on <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's gone too. <laughs> so you know, cool. uh, no wife, no house, no job. What's next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, get the car repo.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> have you have you always been um quite resilient, or do you think you've you've sort of built it over there? You
2: know, I've compartmentalised all my life. Um, and what I do is, is I put things into. And it's a pretty really good question. Um, have you thought about being on radio? <laughs> 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 hey, uh, so it's, I, <laughs> I compartmentalise, right? So I compartmentalize so yeah. I, I put i just if something's if something's a really big issue, i I'll, I'll put it up there on the shelf and i 'll deal with that when I get to it so I compartmentalize and that's how I've managed to cope through um marriage breakup through um you know losing the kids to Auckland or you know having to having to chase my kids and um through um, um dealing with a a, a marriage breakup and then my wife going to wellington and i'm i 'm Auckland with my child buster mm. you know he 's taken me you know yeah i'm're launching the am show. We've got to be there at 3am, and I've got a seven-year-old boy at home with me. You know? mm. um, yeah,
1: w- what do you mean compartmentalise? Uh, I, well, there's an issue. I deal with it.
2: Yeah. Um, we we'll, we'll might park it. And then I'll, because I have something that I have to ad- address immediately, that's like today's work, mm. you know, or today's show or something, so I'll deal with that, and then I'll address that when I can yeah. get to it. There's no point in trying to address eight balls in the air at the yeah. same time, because you, you won't do anything well.
1: Yeah, it's funny, funny you said that, I had Susie Cato on the podcast, and she yeah. talked about the same thing, she was dealing with like a miscarriage, yeah, I know. Um, and she just sort of worked through, she was like, uh, she, she parked it to one side, she said, you know, I had commitments to meet, so I just had to keep on keeping on, and I knew that I had to deal with it, but I dealt, dealt with it once the job was done. Yeah, correct.
2: Yeah uh, And so and So you did And then there's COVID The, the dealing with the isolation uh, All that sort of stuff um, Man <laughs> I, you've been through I, man, a lot Man I, I got arrested Did you? I got arrested yeah What uh, for? Um, uh, wrongfully arrested I, I was playing rugby So my wife and I stood up right And um, She'd trespassed me from her, her house Because I'd dropped my son off At the front door When it was wet He had a broken ankle from rugby And so, I went too close to the house apparently.
1: Right, so, it was quite an acrimonious split. It has
2: become that. So, she, the cops turned up about six weeks later and there should be a trespass notice because it was COVID. So, I said, okay, so you can't, you, you can trespass anyone you like, you know. You can trespass you, you can trespass me. So, I trespassed. And then, a couple of months later, she, where she was living, she needed to, um, I don't think I've spoken about this, she needed her lawns done to, you know, inspection. And I, she said, can you come and do them? So, I went round to her house, made her lawns. Didn't think much of it. Six weeks later, I had police come to the street where I was living in my house. I was playing rugby at the front um, with my son and so other couple of mates and the police came down the street and I thought they're coming down and see this gang member who lives down our street. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> in the shit again. And they have got a police park right in front of me I, I said, hey you guys? And I'm with the ball and they said, Duncan? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, mate? You're under arrest. I looked at the gang member's house and I <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, what for? And they said, "We'll tell you a bit about it. Hop in the car." And I said, "I want the car." I said, "Hang on, mate." And they said, "I said, can I go get some? I've got gum boots on, rugby shorts, and I think a shirt Can I get some clothes and shoes on?" They said, "Well, we'll come with you." And I said, "Hang on, mate. What's what's, what's all this about?" And this was on like a let's say it was a Wednesday, Tuesday night, five o'clock, something like that. So I hopped in the car and I was
1: in front of in front of your son too. Well,
2: my, my wife turned up. Okay, Next my wife turned up at the same time.
1: But, yes, but your son saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: but the, she she grabbed him and took away.
1: Yeah, that's, she'd been weird. she'd been with the police all day. Right, embarrassing in front of your son. I don't yeah, mean. humiliating. Yeah. You know.
2: And um, so, but I'll be right, mate. You know, hop in the car, and I'm asking the, the cop sits in the back with me, and I said, "Mate, I'm, I'm not I'm not, I'm not a threat to you." And he goes, "Mate, you need more lip, and I'll throw you in handcuffs." And I said, "Okay, I'll shut up." You arrive at Avondale Police Station. Well,
1: were, were you were you were you giving him a lip? Like, were you being? No, I was
2: really polite. I said, "Yeah, yeah. I was asked what I'm doing." Right, here, you know. Um,
1: as, as, as any, I've always is
2: respected it, police officers yeah, I've always yeah. respected and, and, and supported them in their job yes. so I get to the police station I recognise all the officers there because I've done stories over the years with news and things child abuse stories there was one cop I went to school with another cop that we did some child abuse work with Anyway, they say, hey what are you doing I said I'm here went into a room and they said you'll need a lawyer you're going to court in the morning I said what's this for You you went to your wife's Um, house where she lives, and you were under trespass, so you've breached trespass, I said, no. I said, you've got it wrong, haven't I? He goes, no, we'll save it for a lawyer. Here's a list of lawyers. I said, I'm not getting a lawyer. I said, uh, he took my phone off me, and I said, you need to ring my ex-wife and ask her one simple question. Was I invited around there? I mowed her lawns. They said, Mm. oh. Oh. So they locked me in this room, and, um. What, like an interview room? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's locked it up, and so I sat in there. About an hour later, they came back and said, oh. Here's your phone, sorry we'll, we'll give you a lift home we've, we've, We didn't ask that question I said, it's the most basic question, mate And, um, well, we, we didn't ask And I said, well, it's pathetic I'm, I'm walking home And oh, I don't want you I don't want you I don't want a lift They said, no, we have to It's getting late Because it was late now It's nine o'clock at night mm. And so they they dropped me home I felt pissed off about it
1: Yeah, I haven't right. spoken
2: about it I went to the AM show the next right. day did the, sh- did the show Oh, wow I, I did the show And, um
1: See, how are you, how are you, I mean, I, I, just did, I, did, I did radio for a number of years, so I know there's, there's, a, there's a saying, you've got to leave your problems, leave your ego, leave, leave whatever at the studio door, mm. but it's easier, I mean, I never dealt with something like that.
2: That's oh, that was just, that was, um...
1: So you go into the AM show the next morning, do you tell you tell Mark Richardson and uh, the team there? No.
2: No, but I told, I always kept, I always let the bosses know what was going on, you know, in, in the marriage, because we um, got volatile and certain things, so I was... And you know, I've I was always told and taught well by my father about how to treat women. So, so I I um I knew I I knew my I knew my story, and so um, I couldn't tell Mark or anything that day. I've subsequently told him, of course. Yeah. Right, so yeah. here I am, jovial doing an AM show, <laughs> whatever, whatever we did that day. Then I went around to my mum's, and I just and I just about a week later I went around to my mum's and I told her, I said what i had been through the last week. She just mouth jaw dropped open. I got a bit upset then, but um.
1: I'd be yeah, yeah yeah. It wasn't
2: fair, it wasn't right. They cops they needed to do they needed to understand the, what the issue was, what sort of threat I am, um, um, and get the facts.
1: Mm. But how did things get so bad? Um, I, I find, so, so um, I've you know I've been through a marriage breakup as well, mm. JJ and I. But we've 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 got a wonderful relationship. I, I get emotional just even even talking about it because she's, she's been, a great woman. I really like yeah, her. and she's she's been that good to me. There are there are times in my life where I reckon um. <coughs> If it wasn't having her support, I reckon I would have. I would have, you know, maybe topped myself a couple of times. Um, you no, know,
2: I've, I've I've thought about that at times. Have you? When? Yeah. Like recently oh, just, no? Just, just, um, just been like. I I don't want to say too much about. about I can't speak for my wife, yeah. ex-wife, um, but, um. So I supported her a lot, and and so she. But but she sometimes struggles with, um, um, like with bipolar and that sort of. So there's that kind of thing in the background, in the background. And so you're dealing with, um, you're not you're not dealing with something at face value. You're dealing, you know, when they go up, you go. I got to go up, and when they go down, you must come down. And I sometimes don't go down. You know, you talk to people with that sort of issue, and it's a problem. So, um, it got volatile because I felt like, uh, I felt um, I was unjustly, and it was unjustified, the treatment of me. Mm. Um That's, you know, hard. I, 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 I threw everything into the marriage. I threw everything into, into mm. the kids and everything, and I, 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 I feel, um, I don't feel it was right.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very hard being in a relationship with someone that's got an illness like that, like bipolar or that's clinical right. depression. It's, it's bloody hard. Like, so I don't, hard so
2: I don't want to – I don't want to – I need to be careful what I say yeah. because I want to respect her, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, things like um, kids being used as tools of manipulation or being withheld or, you know. I have kids from a from a previous relationship too that, uh, you know, have, uh, can be used as pawns in this game as well. Mm. And it's, just, it's, just, it's, it's been a hot mess um, and I've just tried to keep my head, you know. Try to get through it and out of it alive. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Choose your partner carefully. Um, um, do due diligence. Um, be careful. Be cautious. And uh, do the right things. But life is not. Black and white. It's grey. Mm. Like the, the older I get, the the more grey it becomes.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. I'm the same. The older <laughs> I get, the real, the realise the less I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, 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 I, I, when when I was in my twenties, so I'd see someone that was fifty, and I'd think they've got it all figured out. Yeah. And then as you get older, you realise no, everyone's just making it up as they go along, and you, everyone's dealing with shit.
2: You're right. It's like it's like like podcasting. Like we we, we well, I don't know anything about podcasting, but I'm doing one. You, mm. you know? um, So I. I, you know, I have four kids and, and I had a marriage and and, and the only license I've ever had is one for a car. Mm. You know, like I can go get a boat without a license. I had kids without a license. I, I became a father without a license. I'm, I'm married without a license. You know, it's, it's such a complex world, mm. and there's all the pressure of the work stuff because we we're in an industry where um, it's not Volatile. a job for life, mate. You Volatile, know, you're yeah. not working in the bank. You're not an insurance agent. Mm. You know, so so it's all these things. So you know, I've had a. I've had a fucking prick of a time, mm. you know. I've had a really rough, um, almost—I don't know—ten years. But I can now see the light, you know.
0: Can you? Yeah, yes. I
2: can because, and I've never felt freer. You know, I—I I don't have a wife, I don't ha and I'm not interested in, 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 in relationships really. You know, I need to get right in my head. Mm. And I don't, I don't, and I have a, a job that's—I'm um, podcasting for a living, you know. Um,
1: so there's a lot of good going. I don't Enough have a good house.
2: going on. No, but I'm, I feel free. Yeah, I feel free. I feel like I've had progress. Mm. I hate paying lawyers money, but that,
1: that, that, <laughs> well, no one loves that the, apart from the lawyers. Yeah, yeah, the lawyers <laughs> love that. So, so, so but
2: I feel Dom, I, honestly, I feel when you gave me the opportunity to speak on here. I, I I wanted to take it, and I'm sorry I didn't turn up the first time.
1: <laughs> I understand. But you had a I, work meeting. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. got to take priority. I hate meetings. Yeah. I'm Mr.
2: Anti-meeting, eh? You know, I I, I don't go to work to, to mix and mingle. Like, I'll go there to do a job, whack it out and go. I'm not a water cooler guy. Yeah. You know, like, I just <laughs> fucking I see, I, I overhear <laughs> shit at work. And I'm thinking, oh, why are people coming here to tell us this shit? Just do your gig and go. yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know this is bullshit anyway. So that's me. That's it. so. Uh, it's been a rough time, but I'm 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 pretty tough. I'm pretty resilient, and I've got healthy kids, mm. and I live through them. You know, like yeah, my son's cool. playing rugby. You know, his first year in rugby, he's played league for eight years, and I I, I just I love what he does. You know, it's, you, know I, I'm on, you know, I'm one of those guys. You know, like, if you, you, mate, if you lower your body a bit more, you'll smash him. You know, you get mm. getting a bit low. I'm one of those guys. You know, I, yeah. I, so, I, yeah. I, I, I know what I know what's possible. Yeah. For you know, for young people now, and and and, would we do it all? Over, would we do it differently all over again? I bet you we wouldn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe a couple of things, but not much. You, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is life. This is this is yeah. the
2: navigation of life. Yeah, like you know, you need to get to the end of your life and have rich stories, mm. uh, really a great group of friends, and um, have had a fulsome. You know, the things I dwell on sometimes are the mistakes because shit, it was fun making them, and it was pretty horrific on the back end of them. But I tell you what. When I catch up
1: with my mates, <laughs> when I when I catch up with my mates and we, we, we
2: reminisce, holy yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah.
1: So um, <laughs> so so, you, so you've got four kids. You got yeah. two kids to Forks. Uh, Forbes. Yeah, I got
2: um, two, uh, girls to me, and um, I got I got a son in Fangerine.
1: Yeah, and I got, Max. That was Max. For a short
2: relationship. yeah, it was yeah, it was, yeah very short. Yeah. Uh, he's a good boy. Yeah, really yeah, good boy.
1: Would you say you've been lucky in love or unlucky in love? What do you reckon? So, so me, a Forbes, you weren't um, married, but you were no, we ten years. No, we were ten years. So, yeah, yeah. more or less, a marriage. She's
2: really, she's a really um, amazing
1: person. Yeah. What um, happened there? Just run its
2: course. Uh, we grew apart because we were working so hard. Yeah. You know, I was running around the press gallery. She was running around. You know, she'd come from Maori media to mainstream media and was forging away. We had two young kids. Mm. Pressure. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so relationships are hard. Drunk too here. much, drunk too much yeah. you know, back then, you know. Oh, because you were in Parliament. Yeah, man, it was madness. And I was just making my way through, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, some of the days I working for the homes programme. I had two little girls at home, and I would leave 7 in the morning and get home at 8.30 at night, you know. it's five days a week, you know. And you'd be flying around the world of the country, wherever you were. Been to Brazil, Peter Blake died, all that stuff. And you've still got two little girls, you know. Mm. So my parents were fantastic. They moved to Wellington. They've sort of moved wherever we've gone. Really, um, really loyal, you know, and, yeah. and 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 they see past the mistakes. Oh, they, they they'll mark them down, and <laughs> give me an elbow, but um, but no one's perfect, though, You know, yeah. people that claim sort of perfection. I love seeing those meeting those people because uh, you just pull them apart.
1: You know? Yeah, it's just full of shit. Oh, there's so many people, especially online, that are holier than thou. Oh well,
2: yeah. Don't read the comments. Just... Don't read the comments. I say to my mum, who's you know sits at home and reads this stuff, mum. That's not true. Yeah, but they said that you had a brown jacket on. And I said, but mum, it was orange. But they said brown. I said, mum, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe. for a start, don't believe what someone else's bullshit and don't believe your own. You know? It's a, don't it's a, we're only as good as you know your last thing you did, and we all need up, We could all end up in a sausage factory, you know.
1: Yeah, but also, um, I, I think fail, failure is good. That's something I, I was just shit scared of failure earlier on, and I, I realized fear it, I fear it. Do you? But yeah, it's so it's important though, because that's where you got to fail before you succeed at most things. Uh, like I bet you. I bet you were a shit journalist when you first started. I bet uh, you failed heaps.
2: I wouldn't go that far, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I'll tell you a story about it. Rodney Hyde. I, I tried to put a hit on Rodney Hyde. Uh, I was just at Parliament. I was 20, 21, when I were, 21 when I got to Parliament. That's young. Really young. That is it's young. young. Younger
1: much. than the Mayor of Gore. Yeah.
2: <laughs> who lasted longer? <laughs> anyway, so, so he is younger from me. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in yeah, the city old chief executive, you can't handle it. You know. Anyway, um, and Rodney Hyde, um, who I'd been working closely with on other stories... I turned around and did a hit on him or something and he called me down to just outside Parliament with the parliamentarians sit and I went into the chamber there and he sat me down and he pulls out this script, which was my script for the night before, with this red marks all through it. Each red mark was a mistake. It was a factual error. And He had 12 red lines in it, one page and I thought, shit. Now that was my wake-up call to get better, to be better, and to realise that in Parliament there were 36 press secretaries at the time. They were all checking your work. And you're one person, so you had the eyes of the state on you at any one time. You, mm. you were, you were, you were, you were, you were being observed. in Everything you did. Yeah. So that was a great, that was great. And, but Rodney Hyde didn't go to the Broadcasting Standards Authority and try and nail me. He taught me a lesson.
1: Brilliant, isn't that brilliant? That's and, really.
2: You nice. know, and i never. And that was thirty years ago. And I, so he could, he
1: could have thrown you under the bus if
2: he. Yeah, but he knew that um, I might be. I was young. Yeah. Didn't want to bruise bruise me. Wanted me to learn, and he realised that hey. Um, he obviously li- liked me to a point, and he thought, um, I'm going to work on and off with this guy throughout a lifetime. This is a small country in and, and a small world. You come across people all the time, uh, and he did it the right way. I'll never forget it.
1: That's really nice. It's good, eh? Yeah. I, I want to get into all the Parliament stuff. I feel like we've gone straight into some heavy shit. So Haven't we? Should we wind it back and go with some um, fun stuff first? Well, it was all fun. I mean, it was- oh, yeah? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. oh, no, it's just the, the complexities of life. Oh yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's dark hard. and deep and yeah, but, yeah. But,
2: but but you know, and you talked about you know the possibility of, of taking your own life, and, and that alarmed me, because mm. uh, I've thought about that a couple of times. We're going to talk about fun stuff. This is dark stuff, and I've, I know people who've taken their life, yeah, um, as we all do. And it's it's a to me, I've got a mate of mine who played softball for New Zealand for 13 years, who in that brilliant team that didn't get the recognition. Great sportsman and a smart guy, and he said to me, you know, he's been alongside me in the last 10 years, especially. He says to me, um, Duncan, never look for a permanent solution to what is a temporary problem. And, you know, he'd often say that to me as I wanted to jump in the car and storm out to my ex wife's house and have it out with her about something, you know. Mm. Why can't I get access to my son? You know, why are you playing games over this two two weeks, you know, the holidays, whatever? And he's saying, not worth it. Breathe. And I learned to walk away from from Mm. trouble. So so I learned to really walk away. You know, one night when when we went out, we went out, and I didn't want to go out this function, and I thought this person that I was with was really racist to the taxi driver, and I and I and this person was my wife, and and so we had it out, we had a stout about it, and and I ended up copping, you know, I got smacked in the head that night, Are you right? And so I told TV Three about all this, but I learned to walk away I, as soon as I was hit, and I, I took about twenty hits, I put my hands from up. your partner, yeah yeah yeah, and I put my, I put my hands out at the end of it, And, i you know she thought I was filming, you see. And I just put my hands up and I walked away and went down to my mate's house to stay the night, because if I'd touched her, the headline the next day is.
1: Oh yeah, you're Tony Beach. Tiny so bench, I, of-
2: I said that, I, and after she did me, I said, "I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hero. I'm a kiwi. I'm a male hero," and that really pissed her off even more because I didn't touch you, mm. and you've just, you've just banged me up twenty times. Mm. So it's those things. I've never spe- I've spoken about that before. It's such private, personal stuff, uh, but. It's, it's 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 what's happened to me. Mm. You know, you can't say, oh, well, I will can't compartmentalise that forever. Mm. But you can't.
1: If, if you went to the police with that, do you think they'd take it seriously or do you think they'd be like, come on, mate, come on, you can handle it.
2: Yeah, well, if that's it's the domestic, case, then, It's
1: domestic violence. It is
2: domestic violence. And I was speaking to um, a woman yesterday on my podcast um, who was an ex-gang member who's, who was beaten up terribly and who, 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 who came good. And she's an amazing woman. She works in domestic violence. She mm. said to me yesterday... And she's been very loyal to me. I, uh, baby Mokko, who was killed, is her mother. Is his right. mother? Okay. And she said to me, "If a woman hits a man, it's it's violence." Mm. So I don't think the police would take me seriously. Mm. And my ex-wife was relying on that too. Oh, you know, you're not going to go, you pussy, you know. And I am disappointed that the police. I think that's what, how they'd take it. They would say publicly that they would take it seriously. Mm. I don't know if they would say, yeah. you know.
1: If, if if your ex was um, sitting here in the chair for the podcast now, what would she? What, what would she say your flaws
2: are? She wouldn't have walked in and she wouldn't have come through the door. <laughs> she'd say that I'm, um, well, well, she'd say I'm everything bad under the sun.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. But depends on what day you got her on. She right. might say that I'm, I'm, I'm a good guy and a great dad mm. and a real great provider and um, and um, she regrets it all. Or she might say, oh, he's a um, narcissistic prick. You mm. know, one day I got home from from work and was a thing in the hero that said twenty twenty reasons to twenty twenty ways to spot a narcissist. You should cut it out and put it on my <laughs> <laughs> Are
1: you a narcissist? Well, what's a narcissist? You know, like, I don't know. Uh, I feel like anyone that's in the sort of um I feel like anyone in the chair or, might be <laughs> Yeah, anyone that's in the sort of uh, any sort of performance game, medium yeah. mm-hmm. probably has like Do I have narcissistic traits? I mean probably, probably.
2: Yeah. I mean I think I think I think men um possibly have when I looked at the list, I thought, "Man, back at you, baby."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: um, yeah. I, I, I walk away from trouble now, yeah, you know? and I always did with her too. Um, I can proudly say that, you know, yeah. I walked away, oh, and and I'd go to the top of the road and, be, and breathe. Don't send the email. You think I've got a whole host of emails at home but I never sent, you know, because wake up the next day, do you wish you'd sent it or do you regret sending it? That's cru- that's crucial that day. yeah. So, it's
1: be, be, yeah, best to write something and then just sit on it. Leave it, yeah. leave it in your. I've written some nasty,
2: bastard yeah. emails, you know. And that's um, the great thing is they're just sitting in the drafts. Mm. You don't want to accidentally send them.
1: <laughs> God, you've been through some shit.
2: Oh yeah, it's mm. um, it's just the, it's the, it's the uncertain. Being in a relationship that's um, that's going downhill and, and ending, and then having a, a long five year divorce period, you know, it's really unsettling. And mm. it's not fair on the kids, and it's it's not fair on on either of the either of us as well. COVID didn't help because it extended yeah. things through. And um, it's just, I hope that we can, I hope we can draw it on under it and, and, mm. and we're going to have to. Yeah, yeah. What, time
1: heals a lot of wounds, eh? so maybe you'll be amicable on time. It's just an adjustment period to the new. Well, a order.
2: narcissist would um, would not get over it so. I'll, <laughs> so I'll get
1: over it. <laughs> yeah. So there was an article online a couple of weeks ago about you living at your mum's house at the moment. Yeah. Is, it, is that sort of a big up? Or have, you, you, have you
2: been? Have you met my mum? No.
1: I've seen her in like women's magazines and stuff. <laughs> so, same <laughs> age, love you saying that. Similar age to my mum. Same name as my mum. And so yeah. it seems like a similar relationship. Like my mum listens to every single episode of the podcast I do. Poor, She's so long, supportive. They're long suffering, aren't they? Yeah, they are, um, they? they are.
2: I mean, but they. Someone has to love us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my mum. Um, what was your question? Mum? Oh, uh, so, so living oh, living yeah. home with your yeah. mum is that, is that a bit of a beat up? No, it's it not. felt like a sensationalist sort of headline. Yeah, that was true. Right, um, so you're there out of necessity. Oh, I'm
2: there because, um, well, I'm there because I've sold my house and I know what I want to get and I need to go up north to get it and to do the deal and I'm yet to um, yet to get up there basically. So as soon as I can get something. I want to get some land. I love fishing. I love the hunting and the sea and outdoors. Eh? So I want to head to the younger. So I want to put. Um, um, I want to get some land. I've seen some land up there that I to, but I'm doing it with a mate. So we're just. Sort yeah. of, I need to get up there and see, and see these people and um and do the deal. So that, rather than move moving house was just traumatic. You know, the guy that bought the house stood outside all day with his hands crossed, waiting for me to go. You know. And I said to him, mate, "It's not you're not going to it's not going to happen any quicker with you standing like this." I had a few mates around there helping me, and was well, like, like settlement day, or yeah, it was, yeah. Like, it was yeah. pretty ugly yeah, you know. And I had a kind of few mates around there who were sort of going, "Oh, what do you want us to do here?" And I said, "Just make sure he doesn't come near me because this is, this is getting ugly here." You know? They came round and they were moaning about. You know, they came around the day before settlement and they moaning that there was stuff out at the front of the house on the boom. Um,
1: well, where the hell else am I going to
2: fucking put it? I'm waiting for the truck to turn up, you know? Like, and they wanted money off it. It was just, it was ugly. It was just it was bad timing. You know? do,
1: do, do you just attract chaos? I think so. <laughs> I think,
2: but but, but, but I, it is, like, chaos is great because it keeps you busy. Like, you know, my mum thinks I'm messy at home at the moment. I say, mum, I'm just keeping you busy. I'm giving you purpose, you know? Because you know, my mum, she mothers me, a bit, but she's also old enough and wise enough and been around the clock enough and had a few, enough drinks over the years to know that. Um, uh, that stuff comes with life, you know the ups yeah, and downs, you know. Yeah. And you know she goes, oh, what's going to happen next year? I said, I don't know, Mum. What else could happen, you know? And so, but she she just wants the best for me. But of she, course, um, a lot of the stuff is out of your own own. It's out, it's out of your ability to control it. Sometimes mm. only control what you can control, and only worry about what you can worry about. Yeah. Um, it's no use. I said, Mum, I don't want to hear this stuff from you. I don't want to be worried all the time. I, mm. I, I'm I'm all right with that. It's just life, Mum. Like, life's not a white picket fence and perfection, you know. Mm. As much as we groomed right. it, we we we, we they, t- they tell us all this shit. They just get rid of nursery rhymes and all that stuff. And as a young kid, because it's all bullshit. Right?
1: So, how, how long are you living with your mum for? Um, is it a good is it a good environment? I've had Dean Lonergan right. on the, the podcast. He lives with his mum by choice. Does he? Yeah, his mum Sorry. and his sister. Though it's like a three story townhouse, so they've each got their own floor.
2: This is actually so. um I don't know whether Mum would be pleased to be listening to this or not. She certainly she knows what you do, and she might she might be considering that you could put you've just laid an idea. Then I, <laughs> <on. laughs> uh, I I Mum makes it really easy for me, you yeah. know, because because we we were there a lot anyway. Because Mum, we lost dad. De- I lost my dad. She lost her husband, and so she's on her own, right? Well, she's got a bloke, but he's not there. Well, he's not there now that I'm there. I keep saying to him, "It's a nice room I got here, mate." <laughs> so so um so she loves us being there. You know, she's yeah. had 13 years of silence and now the door opens three or four times a day and it's it's me and, and Buster. It's like this is her pride and joy, you know, especially mm. Buster. Um, and so she loves that. So um, I'm quite enjoying just the, the home comfort of being at home, of all the familiar things around me, um, you know, of work, I can work there really in peace, you know. I do a lot of the work there. Um but no, I don't want to stay there forever. I'll, I'll get my money out of the house at some stage shortly and, and move on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like how, how much money are you expected from the house, or is that too personal?
2: Uh, or half of half of what's left? Yeah. Um, did you have
1: much of a mortgage uh, on
2: it? Not really. But so I, I sold in the in the worst period possible, mm. was, which again I regret. But I had no choice. You know? yeah. I tried to buy the house, and I, I you know it wasn't accepted, um, and my wife forced a sale through the court. So we, we're selling, and the we look we, we we launched when. The market went up five percent in interest rates that, the, you know, the, And that week That week the, the breaks went on the market No one turned up I'd spent Because I did all the open homes Because I'm living in the house I, I fucking worked my ass off Morning, noon and night For open homes To get the yeah. house ready You try to maximise the price and, um, yeah, all kind of house prices, it seems great. And and I don't have a huge mortgage, so, you know, we're going to split a, a reasonable good sum of money. But when you split a something in half, it doesn't buy you shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you take off lawyer's fees. Yeah. Hey, yeah. take off lawyer's fees and any other debts you've got or whatever, jointly, which is not too bad. But I would have spent um, 100
1: grand on lawyer. Mm-hmm. But you, you must have earned some good money over the years. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where, where's it gone? If you not been smart with oh, it no, no, before? no, no. I, I had four houses.
2: Yeah, so I had two places up north. Yeah. I had two batches up north, a place in Australia and and um, a place here. Uh, I've sold them all, you know, because legal action has been expensive. Yeah. You know, I've been to the court for four years. That, I mean, that, at 800 bucks an hour for a barrister, oh. it just rinses you. Yeah. But um, I'm not destitute, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I,
1: mean, I could go... Yeah, that's what I wondered about the the, the, the click-bait-y headline about you living with your mum. It's not like rock bottom. No, shit, no, no, no. No,
2: no, no I'm not, I'm, you know... I, I I can still eat, live, and I can put a. If I needed to walk out there today, I could go and you know either pick up a flat and put a or buy a house, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but I don't want to rush into anything because mm. everything's been such madness, and especially losing the job and everything. Just getting this the new job sort of up and running. The last thing I need to be doing is overcommitting to a house or something. Yeah. I'm not really, and interest rates are. Like if you coming if you, up. Well, if you have some going. money, you put it on an interest rate on a decent deposit right now. Yeah, 5%. Six. Well, all 6 yeah. So, So that's where I'm at. I am just I just need to let the, the market settle, find a place. And I also want to know where I want to be. Do I want to be up north? Do I want to have a an apartment in Auckland in and in a crib up north, you know, hunting lodge or yeah. <laughs> hunting batch, yeah. you
0: know?
1: Yeah. Well, I hope you find happiness. I, I found it. Have you? Despite everything
2: I've said on this, that I'm just offloading because yeah. you asked me the questions. But like, when I jump on my electric motorbike that you've just seen downstairs, um that's freedom, that's mental health <laughs> freedom, I get, I, get, I get, you should get one, because, I'll uh, get you a cheap one, you get some, you get, you get, you get, <laughs> get, <nostalgic>. you get <laughs> and you get some <laughs> air running through your head, uh, you yeah. know, you get the breeze coming through your face, and, 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 and I'll take the long way back to mum, and she's far too close to work, you see, so I'll go the, down Potsbury Road, and you know, maybe, mm. going down Queen Street on the, it's whatever, you know, yeah. you know? and all around the bays, uh, you get 50 k's out of it, and it's, it's good fun, I feel, I feel free, Yeah, you know, I don't have to answer to anyone, Um. Uh, I love putting time and effort into the kids um I love broadcasting still you know what I do with, with podcasting and I'm, I'm and i've got enough dough to go and grab something somewhere maybe maybe not in auckland because it 's you know how big a mortgage do you want at 50 yeah, you know yeah. Yeah, that's that 's another thing you know i i' i don't need fancy shit i, I need stuff that's that works mm. um and that's useful but I, I don't you know if, I'm, if i wouldn 't mind getting a upgrading a boat you know we 't getting a boat because we love fishing and we've got a you know a bit of a rubber ducky thing so
1: yeah mm. just those things yeah well that's cool well I'm I'm happy you're happy I understand peace it. yeah. yeah it's nice seeing you <laughs> yeah and it's great seeing you <laughs> yeah. too it's yeah. it's great we got we've been going for almost 40 minutes and haven't Have got we? to haven't got to any of the good stuff yet I, I want to go I told you heaps of good stuff I eh? I've told you heaps of good no, stuff no I I mean like fun stuff a lot of it's been like I quite thought, well, quite quite heavy for you but yeah. you're you know there's um it's been a glorious career and I think there's yeah. a lot worth uh, reminiscing on and celebrating so first of all so you're you're born and raised in Auckland on the North Shore conservative banking sort of family. Born in Wellington.
2: Um, oh, born in Wellington. Yeah, born in Wellington. Um and Dad was in the bank and they moved to Auckland when I was two. Um, Dad was a banker but didn't didn't he wanted to do his own he wanted to be an engineer, but his mum died when he was twelve at the beach in Gisborne, and so he was sent to St Kent's, and he couldn't really, he, he wanted to be an engineer, you know, he wanted to build bridges and mm. stuff, and he, he had great grades and he could have done that, but his dad was a banker, so he went banking, so he's in finance, so yeah, cons- conservative parents, but also, when I say conservative parents, they were pretty loose as well, mm. like, you know, we, we, we learned to drink with them, you know, we were doing drinking games with our parents, and we had 50 guys from Westlake Boys on our section, we had down the Coromandel, you know, partying and drinking, you know, all our teenage years, so... Mm. When I say? Conservative, I don't know,
1: you know. yeah. But we, so when you say to your parents, oh, "I want to get in, I want to um, do a communication course, I want to become a journalist," they backed me. Yeah, they did. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. They, they. I mean, Dad understood finance; they didn't understand the media, but they always backed me. Yeah. you go for it, don't you? Know we support you. And they didn't understand the media, or whatever, but they just they went with it. You know, Actually, mine,
1: were, mine were much the same. Like being a yeah, sixteen-year-old old in Palmer's North wanting to get into radio, it seemed like the most outlandish thing ever. But they were they oh, were fully supportive. Yeah, yeah,
2: and and. Um, Looking back now, I think, God, would I would I would I recommend a career now? Uh, uh, for for fun. I I have got the best the best people I've met are in the industry, you know, guys like Mark Sainsbury, fun people, lifelong friends, guy and spin all those. I mean they they are they are good people and they're pretty talented people but they're just solid man, you know. Um and we've had some fucking outrageous times as oh. well, you know, some real fun times. Um, did my parents know what I was getting into. No, I applied for a university in Australia in case I missed the one in Auckland because right. it was so competitive, you know. Um, but I went to a class of thirty people. Two of them, my God! The rest there was twenty-eight women in this class, and, 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 and why would the men apply? Lucy Hawkins was in there. She's a BBC presenter. It's her her brother is missing in the Loafers Lodge fire in Wellington, you know. Wow. So I got to know this boy, you know, this guy, this this, this, this the brother of this. Mm. So yeah, um, I've had um, a really. Pr- <laughs> Journalism t- to me has been a hobby, and I got paid, you know, well mm. for a hobby. And I was talking, said, "I said I haven't done a day's work in my life." Mm. I love it. Yeah, you know, I love telling stories. I love scandal. I love um, um, breaking stories, coups of politicians, rolling people.
0: It's fucking brilliant, mm-hmm.
2: and 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 I've been right at that, right at the um, um, front and forefront of that. You know, parliamentary reporting. You know, hiring guys like Paddy Gower and Tova. You, know, mm. you know, I was responsible for that. Um, we got shit oh, for hiring Petty, but you know I backed him. You know.
1: Yeah, I saw, I saw something on um, Instagram just the other day. Yeah. yeah, a moment on your podcast with um, Patrick Gowan yeah. and he he talked about something about distancing himself from you. Yeah. What, what did he, he mean thought, by he, that? Exactly. He, he thought that he was. It was it was a he, real he, nice he, moment. By yeah, the
2: way, he's a great guy and a complex guy. But he, he thought he was he was too busy being compared to me. So when I hired Petty, he got a contract with MediWorks. I gave him a separate contract between DG and PG, 18 points he wanted sorted. So I had to protect him, look after him, make sure he wasn't exposed and never let him fail. So as my dad was dying at the same time. Because Paddy was just acknowledging that on the podcast, saying thank mm. you for never letting me fail. And I said, you're welcome, PG. I'm one of the great guys, you know. The best people are complex people. Mm. The most interesting people are complex people. The most interesting people um, are some of the most difficult people. Mm. But yeah, if you can good. get around all that... yeah." Um, those people are fascinating. You can, you can spend hours with these people and you don't know hours have gone. Yeah. You know,
0: a lot can happen in the next three
2: years. Like a chatbot, bot, maybe your new best friend, but what won't change needing health insurance, United healthcare, tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.
1: So you graduate, and then you your first job as a sports reporter at TVNZ. Yeah. So you're how old, like 20, 21? I
2: was 20. I, was cause it, it, um, I went to TVNZ Sport under Richard Becht. It was 1995 World Cup year, interviewing Jonah and Colin Meads and all this. And it came time to be my birthday. And um, Richard Becht, the sports editor, put on this big shit cake. So it was like, you know, he said, yeah, I was a, I was a shit. <laughs> so he put on this big chocolate shit cake, you know. Um, they, they could see that I was... Um, I was really passionate about it, you know. I was really into it. This was what I wanted, ever wanted to do. Mm. So they sent me to Wellington under under Linda Clark in the Press Gallery, Parliament. First MMP election was the following year. They said, "Run, his, run this guy's bloody butt off!" You know, he's, he's he's almost too keen. So I went there, and was, you know, Bill Rolston and all these old timers, you know, in the Press Gallery. You know, they even smelled old, you know. <laughs> and um, this was before MMP. This is first past wow. the post. And we were flying around the, around New Zealand with Bolger on planes, and I I got invited to his sixtieth birthday. Not that I knew the guy, but I was a bloke, and Bolger was you know he liked bloke reporters. So I'd been at TVNZ six minutes, and I was up there with all these old timers drinking whiskey with Bolger in his office with Winston Peters in, a, in the mid nineties and stuff. Uh, I wasn't a whiskey man. Well, and, you put that in
1: though, wouldn't you, peer Oh, well sure? I just damned it, yeah. Um, and
2: um and um, and he ended up going out that night. It was raining, and I fell into a pond and. <laughs> Courtney Face, my only suit that I had was all crimped up. And I went home and I dried it and the next day I went out to Bulger's press conference Up the upper hut at some factory and I turned up with this crimpy suit that was still damp and he looked at me and he sort of grinned. He looked he looked a hundred percent sweet. He looked, no hangover, nothing. And I must have worn a hangover like a dog. And I had this half wet suit, you know. Promise that um you know, pull yourself together, you know. <laughs> And he was to blame. It was his birthday, and so but I was twenty one, Dom. Yeah, so you
1: you didn't have the tolerance that he had.
2: Well, no, um, I, I, no, I mean we, we we I played rugby. We had drinking sessions yeah. and done all that crap, but. but this was next level, you know. Yeah, yeah, And I was with Winston Peters, you know, the night that, that they had the fight with the girl and the and Brava Bar. I mean, it was What's that? This, What's well, that? There was a fight one night that some girl had to go at Peters and one of Peters' henchmen might have pushed her or something and she scrapped back and there was a big dust-up, you know. Uh-huh. And I just remember, you know, eating cheese rolls and just drinking, <laughs> watching the whole thing because we were there with Peters, you know. We, we were, we were the, night, the night of the coalition talks and, you know, eight, eight, ten weeks of that stuff. Outrageous sort of length of time but that's what it was then and, you know, we were running around and bloody... On boats chasing him and all sorts of things.
1: Were they were they good years? Were they fun years? Oh, yeah, you, you, no. were, you were there like seventeen years. But, well, right? I, went there for did six, you, I Did you overstay your welcome?
2: Only by a year because I had to train Patty for that last year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, did you I, did I, you just love it so you wanted to stay there? You yeah, didn't... but I was them.
2: broken. You know, I I I did love. It. Well, it just happens. It's 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 um it's the heart of where everything and in, in a small country like New Zealand, everything all leads all roads lead back to where the yeah. power is and the power is you know is in Wellington in that base. You know, um so. I just couldn't stop, you know, the, Everything would be the same but different, you know. Not Winston Peters got quite repetitive with his stuff ups, you know. So I got sick of him saying yes when he went no and that sort of thing, and that got a bit repetitive, you know. But um, uh, uh, Parliament, uh, I mean, they come and they go, and it's fascinating. New, new, it's like sport. Winners, losers, you know, aggression, not aggression, um, tactics, you know, wow. and and victories and, and losses, and uh, I loved it. You know, I got to know a lot of politicians, and um, they're not all bad people. Yeah. they want the best. Not all bad people. But they want the best for <laughs> they want the best um, for, themsel- uh, for themselves, for themselves, for the country. Um, they just have different ways of getting there. You know? Yeah, um, but a lot of them shouldn't be there. They they eat their lunch. A lot of them, a lot of people don't contribute at all. There's only really a handful of power brokers, you know, in each party, mm. and 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 it's quite bland at the moment. Parliament, it's bland yeah. as all money, you know. I mean, bring back Peter Dunn. I mean, bring back Winston. You know? I mean, the faces, you know, it's, it's two bland guys. Yeah. You know? Chris Hipkins, the prime minister. You know? I spoke to him when he was a student at Victoria University as part of a panel talking to them about media and politics, and I remember this little guy, you know. Yeah, I think this is a sign that we're, we're older.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is a sign that we're old. Well, actually. it's weird. There's weird milestones in your life where you realize, um, you, you see the all black line up, and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm older than all the all blacks."
2: Or well, police uh, officers.
1: <laughs> yeah, or well, yeah, you're being arrested by some kid. <laughs> yeah, well, I have been. <laughs> uh, um, or you, you know, you go to the doctor, and suddenly, yeah, you, you know, it's not uncommon for the doctor to be younger than what you are. It's, uh, friends
2: a, die when your friends yeah, start to die. Yeah. That's, that hasn't happened yet, but you know, we're in that zone now. Mm. We're in the zone where you can drop dead. Would you have any? Would you have any regrets if you drop dead right now? How have you left it?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, of course, a few regrets. I, th- I think um, anyone that says they've got no regrets is probably lying, don't you think? Of course, they are. Yeah, yeah.
2: Everyone has, you know. Everyone has regrets. Mm. You, you haven't lived if you, if you've got no regrets. You haven't lived. Mm. You've you've wrapped yourself up in cotton wool and stayed. You know. Locked yourself in the shower Yeah You know
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well then, then That would be your regret Not actually living a full life Well not
2: leaving the bathroom <laughs> Yeah
1: <laughs> So the, the the parliament stuff Were you, were you friends Would you say you're friends With any of the politicians Over the years Like you mentioned drinking With uh, Jim Bolger And Winston and that Were, you, were they friends Or no are they, You sort of keep them At your arm's length
2: They're really familiar mm-hmm. and, and, and Some of them would like to think That you're friends I And mean, what's a friend mm. Is a friend someone you, you catch up with regularly Yep a friend, someone you talk to regularly? Yep. A friend is someone, always a friend, someone who's familiar and they pop into your life once every 10 years. My best mate, uh, one of my best mates, is overseas in Ireland. And now, he's always going to be a friend, right? We, we teach each other once every 10 years. Politicians aren't friends. Mm. Politicians are subjects. Um, you're familiar with them. You get on and you like some of them more than others. Right. Like when I lost the job, Jerry Brownie texts me. Um, Annette King would text me. Um
1: so okay, That's so it, you know? so, it's, so it's kind of like a friendship, but you know that if you have to stab them or they have to stab you in the back, they will. You got
2: to nail them. Yeah, like you've got to always um, be professional, and and to the point where you could either go out for dinner with them and talk to them, and the next day you axe them. Mm. This is a job. Yeah, and, 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 and journalists who become friends with politicians and can no longer do their job properly are pointless. Yeah, because you are there for protecting them. Mm. So I wouldn't say any of them are friends, and 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 the best compliment I ever received was from a guy in the Labor Party, Mike Munro, who was Helen Clark's boss. Uh, Helen Cl- no one's the boss of her. Helen <laughs> Clark's press secretary, and he said um, someone asked him if I was biased. He goes, "This guy loves blood if it's red or blue." Mm. So that's and that's what I tried to talk to Paddy about a lot too early on. Yeah,
1: you you, you were there for. Like, as I said, 17 years, something like six election cycles, you were fucking good at your job. In hindsight, do you, do you look back and go, oh, I was, I was, I was a bully? Or I, was I was a mongrel. Were yeah. you? Yeah. Because you had feral. Because you had to be? Or? Yeah,
2: because you, you, there's no other, what's the other option? Being in Foster? Like, you know, <laughs> well, no, but, but, but what I mean is be, being mediocre. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, this is the thing, every night at six o'clock, uh, the boss is, your, the guy that pays your salary is sitting in his office with TV3, TV1 in front of him, right? In, in, in fact, and in, we all are, right? So you, every night, for seventeen years, you're being charged. How much pressure is that? And I got into a real tussle with am I'm, I'm, I'm wrestled with Guy Espen who was a political editor when I was political editor at three. And so your work is charged every night. Who's got the scoop tonight? It's fucking just debilitating pressure.
0: Mm. Yeah, the, but but the,
2: I thrive on that for some reason. You know, I would I I'd, I'd teach our guys how to strut past their office and pretend we've got something. So you know, you're so, and, I, and I and I and I call it psychological warfare. So I'd, I'd, so I'd look at them in the morning and say, "You'll be regretting that six o'clock tonight, boys." You know, and and, and that and if I hadn't seen them for the day, I'd be like, "Where the hell are these guys?" And if I as far as one one day I was at the at the hospice with my dad, and the rumor got around that I had this big story that I was working on. I was sitting next to my dad who was dying, but was going, What's going says, "That's what it's like." This paranoid fear of failure, you
1: know.
2: Which is, which to me, just creates energy, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: It's not normal, and it can't be healthy, though. Eh? It's not eh? healthy. Especially
2: and that's why you end up drinking, like Patty or yeah. myself. Uh, it's why relationships don't last.
1: Yeah. It's just, something's got to pop. Something yeah.
2: pops, Tom. You know, and you can't it's – not, it's not a normal – you don't go home at four thirty, five o'clock in your company car with your company cell phone and, and don't talk to your people again until the next day. I'd have Mark Jennings calling me at 10 o'clock at night. Great hit, mate. Sorry I haven't got a hold of you until now. I've just been busy with the lawyers. You know. we're, 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 we're through it. Fucking great hit now. We need, need another one tomorrow. Because the momentum's great, you know. It's, like,
1: it's relentless.
2: It's unrelenting, you know. I, I, when I had them, um, when, when the girls were just born, um, you know, I, the phone would ring and I'd look at it and be, Helen Clark, you know, wants to talk about my coverage of the poll tonight, you know. I'd be like, okay, can I ring you back, Helen? i got one of the kids. And she was, all, oh, no problem. You ring back you. Yeah, well, um I'm talking. And so suddenly you're in this bloody, oh, God, what have I fucking done now? And then that, <laughs> that might put you in a bad mood. So suddenly you're arguing with your missus, you know, or whatever. So it's just, but I wouldn't change a thing mm. in terms of that, that, at Parliament because I had to become feral and you had to become was it a bully boy um,
1: so I suppose there's a fine line between being, being a bully and just holding at, them to account
2: probably at times yeah, we, 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 yeah. we were pretty aggressive Around Chris Carter and things like that, but he was running around the world. Him, but he exposed out the taxpayer and you know, <laughs> you know, Parliament's place of bullies, mate. You know, yeah, Parliament, yeah. Parliament, <laughs> the Parliament is a pit, there's an area where they're tussling. You know, I remember I remember David Samuel's. um David Samuels um, looked at Rodney Hyde or Richard Pringle. Wants to come over here and I smack you. You know, like uh, this is Lily White nowadays. This, this, is, this is wussy now. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, back in those, you know, Muldoon. You know, I showed some pictures. I saw a video of, to my son of Muldoon the other night when Muldoon called it a snap election. Now, 84, and I was only 10 years old, so I don't really that's remember. When it
1: was pissed. Yeah, but he, he not, not only was
2: he pissed, have a look at his stance. I am showing my son this. I said, this guy was a tough little bastard, you know, but Muldoon looked tough and, and, and intimidating, yeah? You know? He was a short little guy. And, 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 and when he, I didn't realise this, but when he does his. Um, does he give my opponent much time to the election? He's going like this with his shoulders. And so he stands there like this and he's like this like with his shoulders you know, like, like sort of arcing
1: like, up like yeah, he's like, ready for
2: a like bring it you know and and my son my son noticed it he goes look at this, this is brilliant who's this guy
1: you know and because you
2: know he's like, like a UFC fighter or something, you know and and those were the days when, you know you look at all the people around Maldon they look scared of him even they're his own people
1: yeah so um, he wouldn't have been great with social media would he
2: uh, it wouldn't have been, been a complete He would have banned it, actually, because <laughs> that's what he did. I mean, this is a guy that this is a guy that banned butter being exported from <laughs> yeah. New Zealand. You know, we didn't, we didn't get a license to, to to export butter. This is what young New Zealanders don't know about. They go to the fridge and they get butter. In the nineteen eighties, you needed an export license to get rid of butter to Amazing. to sell it. You know, Amazing. we're only going to sell it to New Zealanders, and we'll become rich selling to ourselves. Yeah. You know.
1: So, um, a couple of names you've mentioned. Um like heavyweight political journalists there's um, Paddy Gower and Guy and Espinner they're both on like a path of sobriety now that's been well documented what's your relationship with booze like?
2: Um, I don't I don't really drink much anymore no but I, I'm not I'm not, um, I'm not um, like those guys that have gone down that path because um, yeah I, I just made a just to pull back a bit on it mm. because well, I've drunk and for the first um, so we started drinking probably about 14 you know at school uh, it was promoted at school we had parents who put on kegs after each first din game we have a keg party
1: yeah, mate, we're the same age. Yeah, you know, from, exactly you're from Palmese, yeah. yeah. And
2: we're we a keg, you know, 12 and a half litres each. Yep. All that shit. And parents would buy for you, know. So this is a different generation. And I look at the school now, and they've cleaned themselves up. there too. to. Um, you know, we I lost a mate, um, pissed, um, off the back of a, a dinghy in the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. on the on Naui. Um, just got pissed and fell off the boat, and it was the end of him. Got sent back as um, cremated, you know. Mm. So he's yeah, a great guy. He's a fun guy. Mm. And so alcohol um, is part of our society, it is just here, and it's one of those accepted drugs, Mm. all the other bad drugs you can't have but you can have this one and it does a lot of damage in the wrong hands and and dealt with badly, Uh, dealt with properly it's fine, whatever it is. I'd, get, I'd drink far too much as a coping mechanism. Sometimes I would turn up to functions and I felt uncomfortable being there without drinking. I had to drink. I had to have a drink or two in my hand. You know? well,
1: I think a lot of people are like that. So That's why they call it a social lubricant. Yeah, so that's what I'd be like.
2: And um, But nowadays, um, if I turn up, oh, no, I'm all right, I'm driving. So I don't want to get DIC'd. You know, mm. cause it gives the company MO. you. Know? So I'll say, no thanks. And What's wrong with you, mate? And my mum's a hush. Say, why don't you have a drink with me? Well, I'm about to drive to Northland, mum, and if I have one, I might have two, and then, you know. I don't want that report that says he died with alcohol, you know, so yeah. so I'm just a lot more careful now. You know, I don't, it, it, it is so easy to get an Uber or get a cab if you're drinking, you know, or not drink at all because I'm driving and I've got work in the morning or whatever. And, you know, I don't need to drink anymore. It used to be, for me, an enabler. It used to be part of, really part of who we are, especially coming out of the rugby community and mm-hmm. everything. But I look, at, I look at alcohol now and I largely just turn my nose over it,
1: you know? Yeah. I think th- people are getting a lot more accepting um, for the most part if you say you're not drinking rather than shame you about it. Although I was doing MCing a thing in Wellington a couple of weeks ago and uh, I was at the table with one of the organisers. So I, I, I was there working. It was their staff awards. And uh, one of the organisers, he said, Oh, you're drinking tonight? And I'm like, um, and as he handed me a beer, and I'm like, sure. He goes, good man.
0: Good man,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I got taken to the tennis by Heineken and... Um, uh, they only served me light beer. The, the, new, the new zero the Heineken. This was a oh, few years 0. ago. 0. Yeah, that's yeah. great, by the way. I, the and I and I, oh, and I tell you what, I missed so much of the tennis because I was in the toilet all night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I ended up like,
1: lines. <laughs> <and> what?
2: <laughs> I, I ended up having. I was in the toilet all like night, having a piss, and and, and, and I, I, I had something like fourteen of these zero Heinekens all afternoon. Fourteen. <laughs> all afternoon, and I missed them, most of the tennis. Yeah. Um, and but then drove home.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now is that alcohol? Could you give your kid that? I mean, what's the what's the deal? Well, you know, kids can't buy it at the supermarket. But it's zero alcohol. Yeah, I know, I know. It's basically <laughs> a soft drink. <laughs> I tell you what I go straight through you though. Yeah. So let, let's get on to your dad, talk about your dad. So yeah. so he died at the age of sixty two, cancer. Yeah, he had um so So you were how old? Late thirties, mid thirties? Thirty seven I think. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. How was that? Were you were you guys close? Yeah, yeah, really close. Yeah.
2: Dad dad, dad was um um yeah, he was a he was a tough, strong guy growing up, you know, he was always to me big a big strong guy. Um uh, he, he was. He was. Um, he always did the right thing by Mum. You know, he was a very loyal uh, father. Uh, we went to Eden Park our whole life. We'd season tickets. You know, everything was revolved around rugby. He was a big rugby guy. So I played rugby in my life. And he, but he was also um, he was deeply supportive. You know, he'd always he'd always be there. And I knew if my dad wasn't there, I wouldn't play that well. Or but he'd be at everything. You know. He was a present, you know. and, they, they, and they
1: and were, they worked, were, they were married right to the end. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, they
2: were yeah. still together, uh, forty four years married. Mm. Um, they were just they were such a tight tight, you know. And Dad was really well liked by all my mates. You know. They, he's his, you know, and it was one of the boys, but he was also but still their father. So he was, you know, mm. one of the boys, but not. Yeah, you know, he'd come down. He came down here the, the Lions tour in two thousand and five. You know, he had some mates. Mates, sort of with me, here, has some mates down from Northland for the weekend. So the Lions tour, two thousand five. Dad came down from they were living in Total. He came down and he stayed with me, and you know we 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 got really you know. Too much alcohol and great bloody weekend. And he, the Sunday morning, he's heading back to mum. You see, so he gets up really early. I saw the, he's all, all dressed and he stinks of alcohol. He's all dressed, up really. Uh, nothing happened this weekend. I'm back back to mum. And you know, he got home and mum said he's stunk. Eh? Hey, I off the plane and everything. He had a great time. I I did a lot of stuff with dad, and um I just wish that he was was able to enjoy a retirement that he was denied by cancer. You know, he'd worked hard, saved hard, and and had you know financially was really you know set it set up. And he did not get to enjoy it, you know. Mm. He, you know I'd, I'd like to be out there fishing with him now and just chatting to him about shit that's gone on the last year. He's missed all the... He saw all this me on the way up. He never saw the shit that happened in the last 10 years, you know.
1: Is that kind of good? I mean, uh, oh, it's not good having having your mate here um, and your dad, but he, at least he didn't get to... Because it would have been stressful for him to see you going through the stuff you've been well, through. Mum's had to take it all. Yeah. So
2: mum, yeah. Mum, mum's had to take take it for both of them. Um, he He... I, I miss him because he would have given me good advice, and as much as I love mum and she, it's not blokes' advice; it's mum's advice, mm. and and maybe I'm a bit dismissive sometimes of mum's
1: advice. Maybe i I see exactly. I, I don't know. I suppose as a, as a son, you want to like protect your mum, yeah. whereas your dad, you, you know, I, I don't want I to tell what
2: you're stuff. Saying. You know, I yeah. tell mum stuff and it really upsets her, and, and she gets down about it. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to. Get, I don't want that. Whereas dad would be, I don't know. I, don't, I miss him. I miss a man's advice in my life. You know, I miss mm. dad's advice because I've. With all the tougher stuff that I've been through, he hasn't been there to, um, and he'd hate not being there for it. You know, but I just mm. wish I'd been able to bounce some stuff off him and I might have done something differently, you know. But
1: have you got anyone like that in your life now? You, you, you know, do you I've have got to, great
2: mates, see, yeah, got, yeah, he's a lad but um, they <laughs> yeah, they've been very loyal, I've got loyal, loyal friendships, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, and um, um, I've got a couple of guys who are a bit older than me, um, you know, sort of late 50s, early 60s. Who become my father figures, you know? Yeah. Um, especially up north, I've got to know lots of people. I've got to, know, I've got to know within this job. I've got to know some really amazing people, some really bad people, um, and but
1: no one's, no one's all good or all bad, though, are they? I shouldn't
2: know. That's why, that's why I said it. everything's great. Mm. But you know, some of the, some of the, some of the worst bastards, you know, have committed terrible things. Some, sometimes, are the first ones to maybe text you, and they'll mm. see something and. Are you okay, mate? Um, I can only treat people. I can only I can only gauge people how they treat me or how they treat my family yeah. and my kids. And some of the worst bastards who we might think oh the, the terrible people have been nothing but supportive and yeah. loyal and you know well,
1: that's the thing you've got to take people how you find them. I I always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, yeah. Mm. So um, you're yeah, back to your dad. So um, how long was he ill for?
2: Nine months. So he got he got diagnosed. I, I was at work uh, at TV3, and that night, for some reason, I, I, whatever happened, I was it was five o'clock, and I didn't have to do a story that night. It was maybe something was going on. Anyway, um, I got a call from Mum. Can you come up? Your father and I at home. We need to see you. And my heart just dropped because <laughs> it's an oh, unusual call. Yeah. And um, I had um, I think I'd ridden my bike to work that day. I used to come around because it's flat in Wellington. You know? Where we were, so I used to. I went home on my bike to get my car, and as I was coming around Oriental Bay, I just felt this overwhelming. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew something. I knew, and
1: I, I made well, is, I, I, is this when they, th- they, they told me, they were come you they told me to come cancer. and see them? No, no, they told oh. me to come
2: and see them. Yeah. They don't need to see me tonight. It's serious. Now, I've always feared cancer. Dad was sick when he was late 30s, 40, and I thought, and he was in a ward with people with cancer. He got, he had gulls. Bladder stones or gallstones or something like that. He looked like he was dying when I was a young ki- young kid. So I'd forgotten what those guys with cancer looked like, you know. And I just thought it's cancer. You know, I just I knew. And you know, so I rode my bike home, and I got to Oriental Bay, and my, I was crying. My eyes were welling up, and I couldn't see the road. And I went. I drove. I rode my bike all the way home back to Murma. I don't remember. I don't remember the ride. I don't remember the, seeing the road because of my eyes. You know, It was like well, with a windscreen that's got water on it. You know,
1: really like sobbing. Yeah, just, 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 just. Yeah.
2: just thinking about him, you know like, and then I got in the car and I, I, I drove um, up to the place in Kandala and I opened the door shut the door and I opened the door of the house and dad's at the top of the stairs and I uh, start to walk up there and he's shaking and he hugs me and all I remember him saying was I'm fucked I'm fucked mate and I just hugged him and I sat down on the couch and he goes this is the deal and he told me that you know, he'd been having physio for a bad back, and I remember that. But he, what he had was well, he had kidney cancer, and the the cancer had got out of his kidney, in the six month period where they had misdiagnosed him and they were rubbing his back, and had gone through his spine, lungs, and was heading towards the brain. So they gave him nine months. So was sort of
1: straight to palliative care. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. It, yeah. He
2: was working. He was um he'd he'd he'd, he'd retired. He was sixty two. He'd retired from from finance and everything, but he had gone back to work to run um a charity. I think St. John's Church in the city or something, you know. Pathetic pay for a guy with all those skills to do, you know, to run the place. And so he quit that on that day. And um, he said, I'll try and fight this, but I think I'm fucked. So we got some pills, some expensive pharmac type things that didn't work. So we were just waiting for him to die. It's really taxing on families there. You know, my mum was just a trooper, you know. Mm. We were watching Dad die, you know. And I look back now and I think, did I do enough? I I was there every day, and right the way through. A nurse who... The nurse who was there when he died and helped me walk the, him to the hearse emailed me when today If friend went under to say, I was a listener, you don't know me, I've met you briefly, I was on the bed that day that we pushed your dad to the hearse. And I read that, that was the day I was writing that the article, I read that and, and, and uh, I've since been in touch with that lady and that's powerful shit, you know, mm. when someone does that. And so he he did nine months. He fought it, really. He fought it, and he he was still a big strong guy, right, right to the end there. And on the Sunday, I, I I a few weeks before he died, I had to go to Afghanistan with John Key. I've been sitting on the secret because only we only myself and Guy knew that he was going to Afghanistan. So we knew a month earlier because we were going to part of the security detail. We had to shut up. The trip didn't exist until we got back. So here I am, we Dad, I need to go to Afghanistan. Are you? What do you reckon, Dad? And he's a month away from his death, but it could have been at any time.
1: Yeah.
2: And he thought I was going to die. Oh, <laughs> You're <Yeah. laughs>
1: Going to a and, war zone. And,
2: and just, I tell you what, <laughs> the way things panned out, it could have happened. You know, mm. coming down a Sniper's Alley in a bloody Pajero with a glass a little bit thicker than you know. Anyway, I um, said, I said, I'm, I'm going to go, but if you tell me not to, I won't go. Mm. He goes, you go. And I remember saying goodbye to him at the time. <sighs> oh, that's heaviest thing. He went to Afghanistan, did all that, and came back, and, um, because I couldn't bring them, because we weren't weren't, weren't allowed to, so I didn't
1: know if he died. How long was the trip? Six, uh, six or seven
2: days, it was meant to be, but it got delayed, because Key never made it to Dubai in time, so we were in this limbo, just drinking in this pub after six o'clock, because you can drink after six, you know, so just sitting there waiting for Key to turn up, went to Afghanistan, did all that, and that gave me a real good context, you know, for, I'm... for being, you know, like the guys from the Resilience Project, be grateful yeah. for what you've got you know, so it gave me a new perspective, Go to Afghanistan, seeing what people didn't have, and their subsistence lives that they lead and all this shit oh man, people, just got, the average living age is at 44, you know, so um, I got back and dad was alive and three weeks later he was dead Sunday, when well, I watched the Chiefs, Chiefs Hurricanes with him on a Saturday night in his bedroom Sunday, I didn't go over there I was just taxed and that Sunday night, Dad checked himself into a St John's ambulance, rang them up, and they took him to the hospice, and by Monday night he was in a coma and died on Thursday morning, which was a budget day, 13 years ago. Yeah. yeah.
1: C- can you remember your last um, conversation with him? Um, yeah, he was agitated. Mm. He was He was wanting to get out of the bed,
2: and I remember the last thing he said to me was, M- my mum, because his mum died young, and he started to see his mum. So the doctors said to us four days before he died, he's going to die this week, because they could see the vitals all yeah. change. So... You know, I'm pleased and proud that um, what Mum and I did that time. Yeah. You know, I've got two sisters. I have got a twin sister, and I have got an older sister, and um, they were there at the end too. You know, they were they were great at the end. But um, Mum Mum did it on herself. You know, I was there as much as I could. You know, I don't. I look back now. and I'm pleased that I spent a shitload of time with them. Well, I always did anyway. You know, um, but it hasn't been the same since. You know, I could ring up and discuss all sorts of things with them. You know, what's the, what are the markets doing? What do you think of the All Black team? What about all this bullshit? You know, all oh. this, or that, or what do you make of this or that? And, and he, had spade was a spade. He'd tell me stuff, but he wasn't. He was very loyal. He wasn't. Um, he never, he never criticised people. Yeah, you know, he wasn't. He was. If he judged it, he kept it within himself. A very fair guy. Um, would spot an arsehole a mile away. You know? <laughs> and, good um, bullshit to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. All that shit. And he, he didn't suffer fools. You know? So yeah, he, yeah. you know, he went to boarding school. He's got a good, good group of mates. And you know? mm-hmm. he, he knows things. So yeah. So, so yeah. I must, I must But I know. Um, you know, and time does heal. Time does. Time does. You reckon? Well, no, no, no. I, 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 it doesn't I, heal, but it make, It gives you a coping mechanism. No, yeah. I've had. I got a context. I got all these things in context. You know, I got, got the, you know, um, I got all these basket cases on my wall. You know, a head case, a basket case, you know, the uh, hard case. And so, you know, there's all these things, and you know, dad's dad's top for me. But um, I've learned to cope. Mm. You know, I've learned to. And that's the <laughs> thing.
1: Eh, the time doesn't necessarily heal the wounds, but you just you, you adapt to this new normal. You, uh, well, but you, 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 you have to. But it leaves a fucking hole. It
2: leaves a massive hole. But you have to walk through it. Mm. And you because the other option is not carrying on. You have to walk through it. Yeah. You have to carry on. You got your I got my own kids. Mm. Um so I I look back with pride with my relationship with him now. And I wish you know he will never know what what I what I did. Um He'll know what what I was heading to, but he won't know how yeah. how it ended. Yeah. Um I'm not a big I'm not a religious guy and I'm not a big after after life sort of guy. Um but I had this dream once that he was a he was a um, he came back as a as a um, what do you call them? Um an angel? A, no, no. no, no, definitely a not an angel. ghost? <laughs> no, <what? laughs> he got caned far too much at St. Ken's College for that. And he came back as a fantail I think it was. It was a piwaka or something.
1: And oh, what, I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, isn't there something... Is um, there something about that, no? Yeah, I'm sure there is. And every time I'd be at the back of my house,
2: especially late at night, I don't what want to do late at night outside the back of my house, but there would be... The, when I left the house that last day before I sold it, I was out there just putting something back, and in the tree was this Pee Waka, waka this little fans out at night. Should, I don't know if they've ever seen it at night. And it flew around me and then flew off. I like, oh, thought, don't, don't, don't think I'm loopy, but to me that was just a sign-off, you know? No, I'm
1: sure it's a, it's a moldy legend or something, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I don't know if Dad, dad wasn't know. strong on the Maldives and stuff, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was what d- have <laughs> <laughs> in a different era. It's me!
1: Oi! He was what have a different era. Yeah, oh, do you think he'd be proud of you, though, of, of the man you are and the man you've become?
2: Yeah, because I look, I look at my son, and if, I, if my son. Um, something's of your control as well you know yeah. like, you know marriage breakups happen you know fifty yeah. like percent you know fifty percent fail um shit happens you know yeah. um it's how you deal with it and how you recover and how you move on is, is was always dad's philosophy so yeah I think he'd be i hope hopefully, hopefully he'd be proud of me um and um content to the knowledge that i'm I'm okay you know I'm yeah. still alive i haven't done anything I, I, I you know i haven't i haven't been so bad that i'm I'm in jail or i haven't you know i haven't you know yeah I've done Lots of things wrong But We all do things wrong Because we're human beings mm. So I'm still here And I, I'm still working And you know, I've had A really privileged life And really privileged career um, And I've been to 90 countries I've met provinces And presidents And I've covered all that stuff Had every job under the sun And I'm grateful And thankful For, mm. for, for people who have given me Those jobs I've, I've Hopefully I've, I've Done the right thing by them And worked hard And achieved things you know, we've all, uh, we've all won awards and things over the yeah. years, and that, that's that's they're nice to win, but um, it's the people that you've that you've worked with and the the people that you've done the stories on, and your family and all that that matter. You know, like m- m- for me, all Absolutely. that matters for me is my kids. You know, um, and they're navigating a fucking strange world. You know, they're navigating a tough world really tough world, yeah. you know, they, they, my, my son doesn't watch TV or listen to the radio, because it's all done on this, you know, all on the on, phone,
1: yeah, like sort of on device. TikTok and YouTube and whatnot. Mate, he's a
2: TikTok, he's a TikTok yeah. man, you know, he's, he's he's Mr. TikTok, you know, he goes, he walk, walk down the street, yo, hey, whoa. he sees somebody on TikTok, you <laughs> know, I'm like,
1: this dude, right? you know? Oh, yes, yeah, so it's, it's its own sort of culture and environment. Oh, yeah,
2: but it's dangerous as hell, yeah. because, you know, th- I don't want them to think that life is, life and relationships is through the lens of TikTok, you know, like, it, it, just he's smart enough to park it, you know. But life's about you know going and playing footy or going fishing or doing ballet or whatever. You know, having other outside events that don't be controlled yeah. by a device. You
1: know. Also, just before you mentioned, um, you know the uh, resilience project and. Uh how there's, there's, there's basically a lot of people in the world that are happier with a lot less. Yeah. Um, so if you look on Instagram, it's like um, you're comparing up because everyone's living their best yeah. life. Yeah. Um, but you're a lot happier if you just compare down and be grateful for the things that you do have so, rather yeah, than the yeah, things that you th- don't. It's
2: so important, you know. And I, I don't compare because I can't be fucked, you know. <laughs> um,
1: um,
2: um, but you know, I used to think maybe material things were important, but not overly. So you know, all I want in life is. Um, uh, my kids to have the fullest, longest, happiest lives, mm. you know, and get into healthy relationships, like healthy relationships uh, and content relationships is really important for me now. You know, mm. after failing in that front, so that's important because that's about the health of your child. You know, that's about their their, their happiness. So that's really important. And money can't buy that. Mm. Um, judgment and being a good person can. Um, I'll be happy to be um, in the Hokianga in and you know, fishing every day with a small uh, small little house that you know. Has, that's that's warm and doesn't leak, and um, a four wheel drive out the front with a boat that um, that works and floats and doesn't kill me, for the rest of my life.
1: Idelic. And and, and and without without any, without any yeah. trouble,
2: without any, any you know, uh, any, any, and if there are gang members down the road, which there are in Northland, um, how you going, mate? You know, uh, I don't get in your way, you don't get in mine. I'm not judging you because you're in a gang. You would have you would had a shit life of growing up. I've, I know gangsters who've been sexually abused from the ages of four through to 16, and their fathers went to jail, and they came out of jail, and they still abused them. Mm. They, their lives were set in stone right from yeah. there. I'm not going to judge them. We're, we're too quick to report.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you don't, you don't know what baggage anyone's carrying, do you? That's the thing. Um, just, sorry, just going back to your dad's stuff. Like, Did you have any counselling or anything after that? Have you ever yeah. seen a therapist? Yeah, I have seen a counsellor, yeah. yeah. I
2: saw a guy and, um... <laughs> fucking funny. The guy in, um... Uh, marriage counselling, right because marriage was on the rocks and I wanted to try and save it right Yeah. and so she told me I needed to go to counselling I needed to go to counselling so I tried it off to counselling at 200 bucks a session and the dude says to me where's well, your wife and I said she doesn't need to come <laughs> he goes well, what I said she doesn't need to come but it's my, I, I'm the guy with all the issues he goes he'd heard this before he goes well I'll give you a few sessions and we'll get her in I said, how's that going to go? Well, I'll tell you how it goes, he said. She'll 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 do this, 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 and this, and then she won't come back. And she accused him of ripping us off or something, you know. Um, I really found him great. He compartmentalised these things. He took all my compartments off the shelf and broke them down. He drew all these graphics, and he was bloody great. And I still drive past his house. and He was... He... It's like when you... I I did some boxing in one. I trained for boxing. And once you train for boxing, you learn this your strength you learn what a what a punch can do, and so you respect that and he gave me the tools and power of contentment and being comfortable that I had some help, mm. and everything he said what happened happened, and i was if I hadn't had him, I would have thought that was strange that sh- you know, but th- he made it okay, yeah you know so he was he was really really really. Really helpful.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's hard for guys our age to sort of open up, but it's a good thing to do.
2: Mate, this wouldn't have happened years ago. Like, I've had a mate of mine who was a really good rugby player, played super rugby, played New Zealand Māori, and big, strong, strapping, handsome um, man, kids, wife, everything. All, from the outside, all looked good. He was suffering depression, mm. the black dog. And I've had mates who have been pulled out of a car where they've uh, tried to cast themselves. Mm. You know, we got to them in time. This guy came across one night to our house. I wonder why he just showed up like that. He said, "Just talk to me, Dunksy. And He just wants to talk all night, and he goes, well, "What I'm telling you is I'm depressed." And I said, "What do you mean? What's wrong with you? Mate? You, got, you got everything." And he goes, "I'm depressed." Now, was it because he used to be well doing well in rugby, and he no longer was? It was all these, all these, all these issues, and so all night I sat there with him, and by the end of the night. We'd finished talking. He was all this weight was off his shoulders, and he started getting the rotten fruit from my bowl and throwing it at me on the way out. So he was, he, he but he needs that constant, yeah. constant chat time, and that's taxing, it's, texting, it's yeah. time. Um,
1: it is. It's good to speak to your mates, but your mates aren't necessarily trained or Whoa. know the right thing to say or do. But
2: they just sometimes have to be yeah. there to listen. Yeah. Like to, to so if, you know. So we're talking today. And I find this quite cathartic, actually. Yeah. You know, quite you know, it's like a counselling session. Hope I Hope it's not <laughs> <laughs> I Hope is up. Beaten
0: enough. <laughs> oh, no, it has been great. This I is real. The this is real. Is.
2: This is, and I've said stuff today that, um, that journalists in the newspapers have been trying to get out of me for, mm. for decades. But for some reason, I don't trust them, but I do trust you.
1: You know, oh, I appreciate it's,
2: that. It's disarming, you know. It's, yeah. um, and we've we've got to know each other, you know, briefly over the years, turned up and t- tried to be ridiculous on on the edge with you and over the <laughs> years, yeah. you know, it, during the politics when you go show interest once every three years and stuff, <laughs> 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 and I, I don't blame you. Um, yeah. but so, and I really respect what you what you've achieved and what you did uh, up there. And oh, thank you, you know, with your with your you know your powerhouse and oh. and, and your running and stuff. You know, like, you should be proud of yourself. You know, Thanks. and maybe we don't tell people that enough. You know, yeah. Like I tell my son, he tells me, I tell him every day I love him, and we kiss each other, and I never did that with my dad. But yeah, that's really cool. On the phone, he's like, to his mum, love you mum, and even if we might have had an argument, okay, well no, you get, get no, no, okay, love you dad, mm. he's always, always, he's a deeply fun um, orientated boy. Ain't he? Mm.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Well, we haven't even talked about the um, the AM show stuff. I, I always thought there was there must be some smoking gun there because you so you finished up on the AM show and yeah, you just you just disappeared. <laughs> there was no farewell or anything. And it, no, when yeah. when that happens in media, there's usually some sort of
2: um has done something wrong.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But there wasn't right. There was no. no I would um. So this was um uh, August twenty three,
2: twenty twenty one. They, they so they wanted to change things up, right? Uh, and I didn't. There were new owners they probably walked in and saw what I was paid and they put a red ring around it and said we're <laughs> we going to be scaling back what's this guy doing this for you know that's yeah. probably yeah. the truth it's yeah, yeah, yeah. probably the truth realistically yeah, yeah but um, so I knew they would make some changes and I disagreed with it because it was rating well and it was it had, it, we'd done five five long hard years of establishing ourselves
1: and so it was you Mark Richardson and Amanda Amanda yeah and it Gally's. was
2: five years is a long time wow. for um, yeah. breakfast TV radio show because it was both you know hard to do and um. So Paul had done two years, so we'd done five after that. And I loved working with, you know, Amanda Mark. It was fun. It's some fun times. Um, but I disagreed with it, and the relationship soured from there. From there, and then I went on. Then I went on. Um, I went on leave for two weeks, school holidays. To my mother sends me to her brother's to my uncle's. He had a, he had a motel, you know, in, in, in um, Topal, and he sends me there, and it's full of the old emergency housing people. This is, Mum thought I needed a break, so she sends me to this. Next to me, there was a prostitute hooker, there was the pimp, there was a drug dealer, there was a guy on really serious assault charges, and then there's another family down there that couldn't get accommodation otherwise, and another hooker. And I said, Ah, oh, this, this is a come to Jesus moment, this is great. This there like, There's parties every night, and my uncle was just pulling in huge coin from work and income and just kept paying these bills. No wonder he sold it and went to the next place. Uh, but well, what's going to happen to these people? And Buster's mm. like, "Who are these people? Why are these people going to their house every night?" I said, well, well. <laughs> so, uh, "This is what it is, mate. I must <laughs> tell you now." So, yeah. you know, it's, oh my it's, god, thanks for the holiday, Mum. And yeah. my uncle charged me five hundred bucks for the for the, for the compliment. Yeah. Um, but I came back from there, and yeah, I came back from that holiday, and um, that was sour from there. No, I didn't go back on. Right. I think I went. have gone on for two days, and then, um, then we basically. We went, we into a meeting and they said, we're going to change it. I said, oh, I don't agree with it. And I, and I took a line of the sand on it because mm. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do what they wanted to do. So, well, good on you leaving
1: on your own terms, but, um, it, and it was, it and it was COVID. It feels, feels, um, I don't know. It feels mean that you didn't get to say farewell to the buildings that I, you'd built.
2: I wanted to, and yeah. because we were disagreeing on the on the future, I don't think they trusted me to get back on air. You know what they like to 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 say a positive goodbye. Now, I, 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 well, well, we, I'm professional. To,
1: <laughs> I could have. We fast forward two years. What the way you exited today if, Maybe they had their reason to be. Specific. But I'm still there. That's yeah, the, yeah. The, the, and the great thing
2: about the, I tell you what I tell you what the, um, MediaWorks and you know these guys. Um, it's a fun it's fun it's fun based talk yeah. connect, that sort of thing um it's always a challenger brand you know especially in TV it was um but um they i I was uh, we, we lost our jobs in the heat of the moment right so I'm not going to say well I'll be back to you shortly with a prepared statement you know <laughs> yeah mate this is freaking – this I thought this was betrayal because we'd been told of yeah. these things so to me in those moments it was now I said to the bosses afterwards um because they came to me and said you know we want to talk to you um so they clearly thought that I had something more to give. I felt I did. And but I said all those things and I wrote that column. And the, I said, You guys need to be adult enough to deal with that and I'm adult enough to deal with the fact that you've just sacked us live. Mm-hmm. And we both shook on it and said, Sweet, let's go yes and I think that's really adult this is a really adult thing. This is not personal. Yeah. This is professional yeah. business. And I'll prove to you guys that, you know, um I'm I'm still sweet going on. You have to gotta to prove to me that you still want to support it. Mm-hmm. Well they have. And um yeah, It's a really mature working yeah. relationship, isn't it? When you can do that, I mean, I, I well, the things I said about them don't send your bloody Ameri- American Australian henchmen over here and fucking do us over, you know. And I said all these things, um, when you're uh, walking back in the door, walking back in, it's like, uh, I'm back, you know. And I tell you what, people, are, and I've I've had moments, I've you know, sat down with the chief executive and, and you know, and the two IC and three IC, and I've said, you know, I stand by those things, um, it's not personal, and they've said the same thing to me. We've had a really, some really good, really good. Robust chat and about
1: honest it, honest debate. Yeah, yeah,
2: shit yeah. yeah. They didn't. They, there's no handbook for closing down a radio no. station. There's no. Oh, they, oh this, this is the way we end things. Well, it, you know, it, it was done badly, mm. and um, um, and the company has paid a price for it, You know, mm. the, 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 it's been in tatters. You know, over it. But 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 um, it doesn't mean that they can't do it right. Yeah, you know.
1: And, and how um how's uh, how have the other today of stuff been with you? Like do, do they think you're a traitor for going back?
2: Um, not that they've told me. Yeah. And and, and, and I've and I've still, I've seen some of them, right? So yeah. I was I one night I had a decision to do. Do I podcast? What is this podcasting thing again? <laughs> or do I take the legal action? Now I'm I've had I've had a lot remember in my life I've got lawyers running around the family court and everything. So I was over lawyers, you know, I really started to not to dislike lawyers. So that night, I had to make a decision. Go with my gut. Now I'm a worker. My gut said, yeah. "Carry on." You have good enough relationships with all those guys, despite what you've already said, because they need to face the fact of how they, they how it was presented to us too. You know, so they've got some shit to deal with. Oh yeah, they,
1: they treated you guys badly. Yeah. No so, so,
2: so, you know, I mean, I mean, and they ended up saying to me, yeah. "Oh no, you were really unprofessional on your way out. Thanks." So, if that's professional, then then sweet. so we can oh can we deal with that. They know that. Um, if I'm on your side, I'm on your side. Mm. You know, I'll go into the trenches for you, um, and I appreciate the opportunity. It's good to launch a podcast with support around you. Yeah, yeah because I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't. But um, oh, I'll tell, I'll tell you, someone
1: that has um, done it on his on its on, on his own, it's um, it's, it's 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 scary and it's lonely and it's um and it's hard. And there's there's I've got some help and support now, but uh, there, there's no one to celebrate the wins with. You have a yeah, good win, it, Friday it? night
2: drinks, what are you doing?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Friday afternoon. But, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. although I'm not big on office camaraderie, I think it's all bullshit really, yeah, you know? But yeah. but but um uh, your wins are you know, you will know when your wins, you know, you look at your numbers or whatever. And you cannot hide in a podcast. Yeah. The numbers do not lie, because the numbers they will tell you who's who's um listening, where they are, when they're there, mm. how many times they've been there, um, what country they're in. And, and like the metrics and the, the dashboard and the data. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I
1: love it. It is, it is honest. I about, love it. You know, I've, 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 very, I've, I've <laughs> had to stop getting obsessed with the numbers. Oh, no, you uh,
2: got to stop that. Yeah. No, I used <laughs> to be like that on social media, but I came off social media because I thought I was turning actually mentally ill. By fighting people on social media, you know, if you if you say controversial stuff and you are uh, at the forefront of the political journalism and everything, people are going to smash you all the time. Mm. I got sick of being smashed, you know, and wanted to sm- one guy. I spent three hours responding to one day. I knew that was the end of me. I had to stop.
1: Yeah, well, you don't need it. Who are these people? <laughs> That's That's fuck fuck they're nobody. To the, you. Fuck was it living their own little yeah. barren.
2: So yeah. so so so, I don't I don't engage. But I've got good people at MediaWorks doing all that social media yeah. stuff, you know, and I'll jump on every now and then send some messages. Um, uh, but I couldn't have, I couldn't. I'm. I'm not entrepreneurial. You know. Um, I'm, I'm not. Um, I don't know. I, I. know how to do my business, my job, but do I know how to run the place and set it up from scratch? Like you. You've broken new ground. You've got to
1: a <laughs> neon on on. sign
2: with my name on it and it's and it's. I mean what sort of what sort of bill do you get for that you know like, it's at least 1500 bucks plus power
1: you know yeah. and it's cool no I company really not do it for free which is very nice that's um but you, you're, your podcast is going great we've um we've, we've talked for so long how um, long we talk for uh, almost an hour and a half now do you
2: know I feel like I've only talked about half my life yeah
1: I, we might have to get you back for a part two
2: do you reckon um, well, we'll see how part one goes first if the numbers are no good then we'll
1: yeah <laughs> so, sitting um, on it that's something that I've stopped obsessing about the numbers so much because yeah, I have a good chat with someone, and it may not get the same numbers as...
2: But you've got like shit that. out of me that, 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 people, that yeah. people... Oh, thank that, you. That people... Oh, I trust you. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: um. I don't know. I mean, is it because I, I see a like-minded 50-year-old opposite me, or a guy that will understand... You know, if I tell you, I've fell into the gutter on this issue, I look at you and you sort of nod at me like... you. <laughs> I, I joined you in
1: the gutter. You know. Yeah, uh, you know, so so what gutter were you in? Yeah.
2: Were well, you on the K Road, second to the left there? Yeah.
1: yeah. So but, so but yeah, oh, that, I've lived. Yeah, yeah, oh, you yeah, have I think that's good. Um, just this is the longest chat we've ever had. You and I sitting down together. I, know, yeah. I, I wonder, have you? I mean, you're the same, similar age to me. So, when you're growing up in the seventies and the eighties, shit just wasn't diagnosed the way it is now. But do, do you think you're ADHD or or on the on the spectrum somewhere? Do you think I am? Well, I, well I, th- I think I am. I, I wonder if you are. Um, I, I, don't really
2: I hope know so. I, don't I, know I, I, ho- I mean, I hope i I mean, I, I speak fast. I'm. I'm, I'm I, the guys in the press gallery used to call me Ritalin boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, you like that? <laughs> so,
2: um, um, I think I we broke a fax machine over that because we, we put a scrum down, and whoever won, you know, won the rights not to call me that. But um, um, I, I don't. Know. I think. Um, well. Did we diagnose me as narcissistic earlier on in the interview?
1: Yeah, I well, do no, well, Your ex-wife diagnosed you as narcissistic. Well, well she, she I think she she we, we put a hero cutting in front of me. We we both agreed that um, there's elements of narcissism and pro, a lot of people. I
2: think, oh, like, me especially, uh, yeah. But woman, woman, uh, woman can be bad too. Like, yeah, you know, woman can be really bad. Mm. You know, like, but um, what what is ADHD? It's, it's attention deficit disorder.
1: Yeah, hyper hyper
2: disorder. My twin sister was probably more hyperactive mm. than me. Yeah, um, but I think I am. I'm an active relaxer, mm. so. To relax I might grab my fishing rod at ten o'clock at night and go down to the harbour bridge and fish down there. And I find that really um rewarding and I find it really relaxing mm. uh, to be doing stuff, you know. I um I don't I don't I sleep, but I sleep across my bed rather than up and I don't I I don't hop in on the sheets. I don't hop in because I'm I am i am a very warm person, so I just see I see my top You're of my running bed. a hot temperature. Yeah. My, well my mum said to me the other night she came in and I I and I crashed out of my clothes with the head down, and she goes across the bed. I said, I'm always like that. What's unusual about that? I just, I walk in and I'd crash across the bed, you know. But when you've been single for a few years, you can do that, like, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I
1: wonder if you are. I, like, I mean, there's tests. I hope so. There's te- there's I, mean, tests I mean, what does it mean, can... though? What does it mean? Well, that's the thing. There's tests you can do to find out, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure... But how, I can't how concentrate. On, me? Well, well, well. I don't want to be changed now. Yeah. You know,
2: like, if it means I slow down and become, you know, sort of more of a ponderous. You know, I don't want to be like
1: that. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, you only here once. Mm. Make your mark and go. You
1: how's, um, how's, how's your health? Are you, are you worried about dying? Um, like your, you know, your dad died painfully young.
2: I know, I've always felt like I'm an ox, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> except 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 the other night, I'm, I'm um, um, I was um. We're I was, we're doing some tackling. Remember my son, and he's he's just got um he's he's a big boy, but he's just got taller and a bit leaner, and he's doing weights now, you know, and just gentle. Just growing into himself. Yeah, yeah, and um, so I notice you know on the field he's he's a good tough player, but whenever he takes me on, he toughens up even more. Like, like I'm not going like, to take out the old man. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what you know about me, pal? Isn't it? I, you know in my day, I could I could do this too, and, but I'm fifty. And the other night, he he w- went this little little. We went down to the Punch of the Big rugby grounds, and in between the posts, you run at me, and if you can get past me and score another post, then you know you win, and vice versa. So you know I'm running at him, and he runs at me, and he goes, "Can you tackle or not, Dad?" You know, because I go quite light on him. Goes, I don't take his head off. Anyway, he challenged me to tackle him, so I went. I, I wanted to show him how to do. It. You know, he knows how to tackle properly, but so I went low. So I went in there, and. God, he was like rock hard, solid buddy thighs, and you know, when I hit him. And then um, my neck just went, I heard this, I, I heard this, I heard this compression, compression, and it went like this. And I said, Oh, shit. And he goes, and he's very caring. He goes, Oh, what, what, what did I do? And I said, Well, don't fall on me for a start, which he did. And I just, I just heard, Oh, and then I realized, oh, shit. And the last couple of days I've been rubbing, um, you know... Um, like deep heat or all whatever? All that shit. I've got about three or four different... And I've even got the spray one that, you know, puts it out of misery. So I'm just <laughs> a bit stiff in the neck. <laughs> but I've realised, you know, for some something happened in the 40s. Men in their 40s had to watch it. Mm. Lots of stuff happened to me in my 40s, you know. I I used to go to run, and then suddenly I got, you know, suddenly I struggled to. Mm. Um, you know, your legs become tight and sore. and Because um, I played rugby for quite, quite some time, and... and Know, enjoyed the confrontation of it all. Yeah, now everything hurts. You know, I've got, um, I don't know what Richard McCall's like because I, I mean, he's played I, I he, played, he you know, seems like he's in great nick, though.
1: I know, but he's, what what he's just kept busy, yeah, he's
2: kept running, and you got to keep moving. Yeah, so, um, I've, I've cycled, I've, I've run a half marathon, um, uh, I do a lot of fishing, and you know, so I do, a lot, I always try hunting physical, you know, yeah. um, but I could be healthier, yeah, yeah,
1: um. How, how close um, do you think you are now to being the person that you want to be? Do you feel like you're there? No, I'm
2: not there yet. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not there. I've got, got, got plenty to do yet. Um, I think that's
1: good. That if anyone says, if you ask someone that question, they go, "I'm there now." Are oh, you a wanker? It's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think I'll ever get there. I think I think you've got to be constantly changing, right? You
2: only ever get there in your own mind. Yeah, but you never get there properly. Um,
1: what do you What do you think your big work on's are?
2: Do you know? Um, uh, getting a house and settling down, <laughs> settling down again. You know, yeah, settling yeah, down. You yeah. know. I want to, you know, I, I, I need to, I need to, I want to. It's, you know, it's, you need a place to yeah. call you, uh, your pad. But my, that, my calling's up north. Mm. Um, it's a, f- a lot of my friends.
1: Hard though with the, the career you do because everything is Auckland based, right?
2: But doesn't it have to be anymore. Like what, uh, what yeah, we're doing, true, what true. we're doing here yep. in central. You, know, you are you're a central Auckland yep. as you can be, right? What's stopping you doing this in um, tahuna?
1: Yeah, it's true. Actually, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I take that back. Paul Holmes didn't he do did the last couple of years of his ZB show from his house in Hawke's Bay. Yeah,
2: and a um, lot of a lot, lot of guys do that. Um, but um, the boss is just like he's. They're going see, you know, <laughs> tell you how much of a pay cut you're about yeah. to take. You know, but um, um, also you have to. Like, life is um as a marathon. Uh, you no know, sprint. Yeah. There's no sprint. If you sprint, you die. So it's a marathon, and. Um, I mean, look at Tony Vich sprint, you know. So, so it's there's there's a lot more to give, you know. Yeah. And what I would love to do is my I I I I in a very non um, sort of Jimmy Savile, uh, Rolf Harris way. I love kids, and I love I love seeing kids develop, you know. Mm. And so I've had a lot to do with Buster's friends over the years, who've sort of come into the house and been there all weekend, every weekend. You know, they're from big families, rugby league guys. So you know, I've provided and. Help them, help parent them. You know, they a lot of the families call me the white dad, you know, because I take these kids on, and and I get enormous joy in um in like, a lot of kids that you know haven't got the means to or the resources. Yeah. The families taking them on, and doing it, and I would love to one day be able to um have this huge pot of money, which um I, I oversaw, which I allocated to um, talent that I could I could identify in the community, yeah. and and. Put them on the path to success. I, I, that would be my that would be my dream job, like a
1: mentor or a big buddy sort of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah just like a, like, a, like a head of a, a trust right. that um, that um, would identify kids and um, bring them through. You know, because some of my mates have played really top level sport, and and uh, like I've learned a lot of them about um, sporting success and what's necessary, and you know the, psych- the psychology of it all and everything. And and uh, and I played enough sport to. Also, to put it all into context, there's some amazing talent out there that is just not harnessed. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of kids that make it in the first 10 years who are never going to carry on because they're going to bomb out. The yeah. f- physically and mentally, they they don't have it. They made all the rep teams at 10 and 11. with well, the dad was the coach or something. Mm. But these other kids that, that sit in these, all these pockets around New Zealand which their talent goes to waste. You know, I'd love to be able to just be a, a small part of a solution around something like that. It'll probably never happen. But... Um, it would be exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it would be. It would be. And if you're thinking about it, I, I don't know. I sort of think manifesting does sort of work in a way. Oh, visual, visualize. I used to yeah. visualize
2: when I played rugby. I used to visualize what, mm. what what we could do that day, and sometimes it, it happened. It worked. I know. I know, especially of one child, one kid, busses a mate in his age. Now, yeah, you know, most kids don't make it. Okay, but it's top sport. You know, um, you go to a school. Out of all these people here, none of you'll be all blacks. Mm. You know, you need to understand this. Yeah. They all want to be. So you don't tell them the truth. I know one kid who, who is an astonishing um rugby slash rugby league. Player. He's not big but he's just, enormously strong, enormously fast, enormously gifted, and enormously tough mentally and physically. I'd love to be able to help him. Mm. He's got ten brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um and I I've had a lot to do with him, you know, and this kid, I'd love to be able to you know, get a pot of money and say put him into a, a school which promotes, you know, his excellence. Mm. I wonder if we don't promote excellence. I, I, what worries me is that you know, we, in all the schools these days, everyone's we're, not, we're embarrassed to promote excellence because it then highlights uh, ordinary, and so everyone's ordinary. And yeah. you know, no, 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 there are some people are born differently; they have different skills and different levels of ability. Get them, highlight them, embrace them, push them. Mm. Not everyone can be that. Not everyone yeah. can be this. You know, Th- these people here will still be success stories. Yeah, remarkable ones. If we can identify this, they may not make it, but at least give it every shot that yeah, they go to. 100.
1: You know? Do you think? Um, would would you marry again? No. Isn't there part of you like that? No. That, I mean, you no. got you. <laughs> 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 okay, Winston. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, yeah, no, but um, I'm thinking like the the way that you were raised and your, your you know your the wonderful relationship that your parents had. Like, is is there not part of you that like? Like yearns for that or wants that knows no. what's possible. No, because I'm too cynical and too skeptical now. You've just been burnt. Yeah, well, it just—it that, that, that doesn't mean anything, you know.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, if you can exit marriage so easy, and yeah, lots of people do. What's the point of it?
1: Yeah. You know,
2: like you know, marriage has been a complete failure. Yeah, but as but, much as it's been a success.
1: But, no, but do you think you're, you're you're yet to find that one that one true love, and may, maybe you need to become more the person that that yeah. you're growing into before that do, person is.
2: Yeah. Look, you know, um, and I haven't been looking, so you know. Mm. But I have started thinking about this in, in the lead up to speaking with you today. I actually asked myself that question last night, strangely. Is there, is there, and there's no one really at the moment, you know, that if I, I haven't put myself out there and I'm yeah. not, not interested, you're not on any of the apps. Shit,
1: No, he was at Nah, p- No, 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 no. no. Well, I talked you, to Guy on Espinner about this. No, it's too weird. It was, I don't think it is, it's is he? too weird. He was on it, and then it became a story in the yeah, spike. No, so, so. It's that's embarrassing. A, well, it was it, like you with the uh, Ashley Madison scandal.
2: Well, well we didn't <laughs> <now>. So,
1: so <laughs> Ashley Madison, by the way, it's a the, the dating, dating website. And but we did that
2: there. at Radio Live as a as – as,
1: there, there was a big like data leak, and yeah. you were on there. We were on you there because, it. Well,
2: yeah, <laughs> We it. Yeah, But we were on there because what we did was we were, we were doing it at Radio Live for a – so we did a big thing, could I get a date? Yeah, on the radio live that afternoon. So I was on there, openly on there, because our social media people right, signed, okay. us, signed us up. Um uh, I also went on um I think we went on Tinder once too, uh, for that purpose. Uh-huh. And um <laughs> I, yeah, and I ended up with like, I ended up with the only person that you know wanted me was was this woman with like fifteen cats or something. I was like
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> But I've have seen how it works. I, I know this guy, this, this mate of mine He, you know, it was a hook up site, he was on Tinder and he'd say, Dunks look at this, you know, I'd be right to this place go, look at this and ding 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 bang, you you. I mean, I don't want that, you know. Yeah. But how do you meet people there? You know, I'm quite old fashioned in that sense.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I understand that. I feel like you're just you're happy on your own. But then, uh, like, well, yes
2: and no. The silence for me in my life is deafening.
0: Mm.
2: Like, listen to this. That's deafening, you know. Like, so if I want to drop my son off to his mum, I might be driving back to home, and, as I had this house, and it was. Dark and then it was empty and the girls were you know they're, they're older now one's you know, and my youngest daughters in one she's living her life my twenty one year olds at university going to do honours and things so, you know they they're, they're, mm. they're away but it's Daphne yeah you know, I, I, and maybe I am ADHD maybe I need people around me mm. I need something
1: because there's a, there's a difference between being alone and being lonely like being totally. lonely is terrible
2: being alone is fine I, I love being alone yeah I hate being lonely yeah. Oh, I I love being alone.
1: There's some stats that say like, like loneliness is a, like a bigger killer than cigarettes.
2: Um, well, no one's smoking anymore. <laughs> so, um, you can you can vape and still be lonely. <laughs> but, you know, loneliness is a killer. You know? yeah. And my mum has been lonely at times in the last 13 years when dad has been there. She yeah. said the greatest thing about me going to live with her was that she can hear the noise in the house again. Yeah. You know, and she's right beside a school, Grayland School. And I will hear her. I'll, I'll hear all these kids, so I'll go. I'll go home shortly and I'll jump on my computer and do some work. I'll hear the kids playing. Mm. It's joyful and it's, it's it's a great filler, you know. So that's yeah. been good for mum. That noise next door, yeah. but when it's not there, my mum can fall into a little hole, you know. So yeah. so it's so so in many ways, um, it's good to be going home too because I'm, I'm doing something for mum. Yeah. Even though she's doing everything for me, I'm doing something for her, you know.
1: Well, you're helping each helping each other, and I think that's that's a good thing. Being a you know that's what family's for eh, and friends to lean on. Well when families it. are
2: families families like your best mates, they should always have the couch available for you and they should always yeah. be there, you know. And um they'll they'll protect you when you're most vulnerable. They won't judge you. And um my mum's like that, you know, mm. she's, there's the door I, I I need help. Mum opens the door, sit down, there we will sort mm. this out. You're you're safe now, you know? Yeah. That's how I feel at like mum's. With all this turmoil oh, how and it? change.
1: Yeah. Eh? How, it's it's peace. It's a serene it's, place. It's content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll I, I put, put on Sky TV or
2: whatever time. Watch some footage and say, so, this, yeah, okay, this is familiar again. Yeah. You know? Because um, the turmoil of, you know, lawyers don't care about your marriage breakup. They, they just want someone to rinse you. Yeah. That's fucking brutal. Yeah. You know? I wanted to take the other lawyer out. You know, I was fucking threatening all sorts of things <laughs> in my head. You know, just settle this fucking thing. Just settle it. Stop asking stupid questions and cost me another grand. Just settle now. It's taken six weeks to to what we could have done six weeks ago. For fuck's sake,
1: that's rough. Anyway,
2: I'm not better and twisted. I'm, yeah. I'm fine.
1: I, I, I can I can I can tell it's taken its toll on you though, and I'm not surprised. It's an ex- it's an exhausting thing. To it go really through. is. It's tiring. It. Yeah, yeah. You no, know,
2: it, it, it is, and you know, sometimes you just don't want to talk about it. Mm. Um, sometimes I'll be really angry with my mum. She was. say, well, "When's it going to end?" And I'm like, "Mum, you told me to get a good lawyer. So, you know, so <laughs> great lawyers just drag it on. You know, they're, yeah. they're, 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 you know, they're off overseas for six weeks shortly." Mm. You know? How long are we swinging for?
1: Oh, it's been an hour forty. Walk, is, that, walk, is that one of your longest ones? Yeah, it's up there, up there. But I, I appreciate it. I feel like we're just we're going to have to wrap it up now. But I feel like we're just scratching the surface. We really have so much more to chat about with you. I've is f- this
2: a genuine podcast length? Because mine are about forty five minutes.
1: Yeah, it depends. Some of them are like under an hour. Some of them you go up near two hours. Like
2: it's a long time, isn't it?
1: But it is. It's, it's it's fun though, and I, 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 the sort of feedback I get from people is like, they say it's like eavesdropping in on a, on a private conversation, and I love that sort of tone. Do you
2: know what the best podcasts? Uh, if someone else is in that room and you don't realise they're there, so mm-hmm. that's the listener.
1: Yeah,
2: and we just yarned and you know we've got We've we've known each other a little bit over the years. So g'day and mm. yeah, yeah, But this is the longest I've sat with someone and, and spoken to. Yeah. Them. It's like a, a free counselling session. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Do you uh, think I'm a, I'm a strange guy? You know? uh, Do you think I'm a complex, strange, weird? Yes,
1: yes, you are. Yeah, Com- I wouldn't say weird. I'd say I'd say um, complex, though. But I think um, I think I am too. I think a lot of people are. Yeah, I think you are. Um, I think you have to embrace
2: it. You're a lad from the provinces that came to the city and had a great time. And you're a very talented guy, and 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 you've done well. Mm. Worked hard, and you're driven. Right? You've dri- you're hard driven. Like you've driven. Fuck, I've worked hard. Yeah, I mean, and probably have and then sacrificed. Uh, uh, Relationship Slash marriage mm. as, as a result
1: Yeah i, I look back on Because um, I wanted to be successful For yeah. my family It's the sa- exactly the same With me and JJ I, I feel like I I worked hard On my career Or our career But not hard On the relationship And then uh, If you don't water something It doesn't grow And and, and that's it,
2: so important mm. You know How many people Lift the lid And work on the um, Engine of the relationship They mm. don't They expect it just To be good all the yeah. time it, it wears thin Yeah You lose respect Something happens It's over Yeah you cannot share the lounge, the bedroom, the the, the house, but anymore with someone who who has done something to you or crossed you
1: or disrespected you so many times. The,
2: the tire, the tread on the tire gets them, mm.
1: you know. But you, see, this is why I think you could have another relationship. Like you've learned all this stuff, you learn so much, and then um, you take that forward with you. So maybe that one true love.
2: Maybe, maybe yeah. I am looking for that, but maybe I'm so weary and so battle-hardened yeah, yeah. that uh, any. Anything on, anything that, when I come across that shows any, exhibits any signs of, you know, alarm bells. In the past, I've said, I'll work on that and I'll marry them. Now, I'm like, fuck off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You can't change someone,
2: yeah. Um, I, I believe that um, you can't change someone. No, you are who you are. But especially men, like, we should probably only be dead out when we're 40, you know, lock us up in a Mariah till we're forty, then let us out under supervision Until we're fifty, and then let us go and do it now. But even then, we'd have all, we'd, we'd be wanting to release and pop. You know, <laughs> do you think do you think all the naughty and bad stuff is out of you?
1: Um, no, yeah, it, <laughs> um I'm yeah, I'm. pretty calm these days. I, I've i still got, and, and, like, um, I think I'm a good person now, but I've still got some inner demons. Do you think I
2: you weren't a good person?
1: I, oh, no, I I always have been, but I'm, I'm not overly kind to myself. I'm very hard on myself.
2: Ah, see, then you've got to stop that. Yeah. You're beating yourself up, right? Yeah,
1: oh, my, my inner voice is terrible at times. I've got to make like a bully. Are you Catholic?
2: Yeah. Oh, we go. Raised Catholic, yeah. Oh, that sums it up. My best mate, Catholic. Um, and he's done some real bad shit in his life, and um, he would ring me. Would, this is when he was allowed to ring me because my wife stopped him ringing. Um, he would ring me and say, "Oh, apparently with the basics, Dungs. Yeah, I'm a terrible, guy. I'm terrible man. You know, so and I no, you know, mate, just one of the lads.' It's, mm. it's, 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 this is you. It's the Catholicism. You get the first, I blame mm. that. What
0: <laughs> is Because like,
1: Catholic, guilt, oh,
2: Catholic the, the, the guilt, guilt is real. Catholic is very low. Catholic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. <laughs> but Catholic guilt is real, you know? yeah. I, and that's. I worry. I, I went to this. When I went to this party, you know, with all the all the boys, you know, just after we went under, uh, most of the guys are from a Catholic school. You know, I was mates with lots of guys from different schools. So it's the Catholic boys, and um, that's a different breed, eh? Because mm, yeah. you know, we just we just you know, at, at, uh, with the Presbyterian boys, we just oh yeah, we, we, we fucked up. They would almost be in half denial and not trying to turn into mm. success, and then they know they were bad, and it's all over the show. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, hey Duncan anyway. Garner. It's been um, it's been wonderful, man. It's, uh, I appreciate you coming around and um, having this conversation. I think um, the big takeaway from, for me from this chat is probably just what a good dad you are and how much how much love you have for your for your son in particular. I suppose that's uh, to do with um, the proximity and that's being exactly a sole right. caregiver. He's with me yeah, right, a lot of yeah. times,
2: so that's, yeah, it doesn't mean I don't love the others. No, but no,
1: no, no, no. Not saying
2: that. I I have done, and they've mm. moved on to.
1: I'm proud of
2: what they're yeah. doing now, but I've still got the care of this boy, you know. And,
1: yeah. All right, well, don't plan on uh, moving up north just yet because I, st- I still feel like you've got a lot to offer. Maybe even that your your best career years are ahead of you if you want them to be.
2: Well, you know, because I've learned so much from the past that maybe there, maybe there is, and I'm excited. I actually am really excited about what, what what I'm doing now and and seeing what you're doing as well. You know, um, there's a shitload more to do.
1: Yeah, 100%. Best place to leave it, probably. Thanks, Duncan Garner. Thank you, Dom Harvey. Good on you, mate. <laughs> Duncan Garner on Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Thank you very much for making it all the way through. I do hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Just before we go, thanks once again to the legends at Skin Institute for sponsoring this episode. Just this year alone, 6,000 of us here in New Zealand are going to be diagnosed with melanoma, and 300 of us will die from it. So getting skin checked is important, it's bloody easy as well, because early detection can save your life. Skin Institute are the skin cancer experts, I went in a couple of weeks ago for my first ever full body check, and I regret not doing it years ago. I was in and out in 20 minutes, and it was covered by My Health Insurance, and yours might very well be covered too. You can book an assessment online, skininstitute.co.nz, or phone 0800-SKIN-DOCTOR-DR, that's 800 754 637. You'll be doing yourself a favor, you'll be doing your family a favor, and also you'll be doing me a favor by supporting the legends that support this podcast. Skin Institute, thanks so much. All right, thanks very much for listening, and I do hope to see you next week on Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Planning for your next trip?